Today's sponsor is Loot Crate. For less than $20 a month, Loot Crate gives the geek and you a special treat every month. Loot Crate's a subscription box service with $40 worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. This month, they're bringing you a fight for the ages. Suit up, choose your allies, and enter the arena for combat. They're ready to stand their ground this month with exclusive items from Blizzard, Fallout 4, Capcom, sponsor-worthy loot from the Hunger Games, as well as a few more items that will help you help their winners emerge victorious. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when that cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash kfgames and enter code kfgames to save $3 on your new subscription today. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 43 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always... I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the coolest dudes in video games, Colin Moriarty and Greg Miller. Hello. Portillo's here, As chewing always, on some things. He got a new owl he likes yeah. a lot. This is this is good. This is the reuniting the Avengers for the first time in a while, it feels like, even though it was it's probably been a week, just... right? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't It's been a long week. I guess week. two weeks since we sat down to the do most the famous all of us. Avengers of all. I'm a Mysterio. Uh-huh. You're uh, Omega Red. Oh. And uh, Portillo's uh, The Flash. Who's so, who's he's just so fast. Is he Professor Xavier? Uh, well, Professor Xavier isn't in the Avengers. I apologize. That was yeah, stupid. don't be that was stupid, a Greg. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Who am I then? More, more of a DC guy. Tim is uh, Spawn. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I like That's that. That's a good one. You look like I'm you. very Spawn-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Your hair's doing a thing that you might want to know about. I don't know. Did, he did likes it look it good? It's like Superman. Did it look good? It looked like something. So this is a show where we talk about video games every week, and it's a beautiful thing. All you beautiful people join us, and we have a beautiful hour-ish conversation about stuff. So that's great. If you want to get it early, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. And something that we don't talk about enough is the fact that if you go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can get a bonus episode every month. We just put up the October one. Yeah. So you should check that out. Me and Colin did a little one-on-one time, Ooh. and it was good, and it was just as sexy as it sounds. Important thing to point out about those exclusive episodes. It's a dollar and up, and mm-hmm. then if you give the dollar for the month or whatever, you get all the other exclusive episodes yeah. that have ever come. So if you want to be super sneaky, you could just go in one month, pay the dollar, download all the old ones, and then never pay again. I'm just saying. Well, then you want to get any going forward, but yeah. Well, yeah, you get all of them going back. I'm just saying, if you want to. I think that's to... that sneaky. I think that's just the business model. Yeah. It's working game in the system. I can appreciate that. I mm-hmm. hope you don't do that, but if you want to do that. But then... if you feel the need, I want people to listen to this shit. So yeah. I feel like they should do whatever do what you, you need to do. do. It's your life, is what we're saying. It's my life. If you don't want to pay, that's cool. You can just go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games, broken up topic by topic, Monday through Thursday, full episode Friday. You guys know the drill by now. Also, there's this other show you should go check out. P.S. I Love You. <gasps> XOXO. It's a PlayStation-centric podcast hosted by the coolest dudes in video games. Uh, it's very good. You guys are liking it a lot. Both of those shows and Game Over Greggy's show, you should go to iTunes.com slash kind of funny. Rate them all. Review them all. Love them all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The reason I brought up PlayStation, <clears throat> P.S. I Love You, XOXO. I do it all the time. It's hard. Yeah. We're still learning. Exactly. Five, ep- Six episodes in, now you're allowed to do that. Um, the reason I bring that up is the first topic of the day is the PlayStation conference at Paris Games Week. Paris Games Week. Sure, sure, sure. Now, there was a, a bit of hubbub of should we talk about it in the show or should we not? Right. Because you guys have already covered it. And people, when we first announced PS I Love You, it was like, oh, there's going to be so much redundancies and stuff. Gamescast is a show about video games. Right. So for us to not talk about PlayStation is silly. And also, I want to talk about stuff. And this show is going to be a bit more about the like the broad you know, stuff. 
not so much the nitty gritty details. Okay. So like this topic, we'll talk for 15, 20 minutes. Who knows? Kind of just giving a wrap I'm, up for the people. I'm super interested to know what you, what, what do you think? There's a it? couple. Yeah, I have some thoughts. Okay. Greg, I do have some thoughts. I have a list of all the stuff that, oh, they, okay. they, they announced. Yeah, Tim Gettys has a list. Who is surprised? Yeah. Um, and and we'll go from there. But try not try not to be too upset if you are. That'll be fine. Getting some no, you'll be, like you'll be fine. And, and frankly, I I was vehemently against us not doing this on this show because I think that this show needs to be treated as it's going to normally be treated, regardless of what we talk mm-hmm. about on PSI Love You XL, because there's uh, not necessarily going to be crossover between those shows. There's definitely people that listen to that show that don't listen to the show, and I'm sure that there's people that listen to the show that don't listen yeah. to that show. So I mean, the comments say that. So mm-hmm. it's like there is people that listen to very specific things. So. It's all good. We're going to start this off with PlayStation Conference Paris Games Week. Star Wars Battlefront, we got a new character trailer. Yeah. So we got to see a little bit of that Boba Fett. We got to see some Han Solo. He made a little joke when he went over the uh, I like that. Pit. I liked that a lot. What no you guys sign. Think about that? No sign yet of Watto. Yeah, there's no Watto. There was no Midichlorians. Right. Well, no, um, they're there. They're in, every, they're they're in everything. They're, yeah. yeah. They're within, yeah. <laughs> within us all. Just Not there. us all, just, just the Jedi. Now, I see, I still argue that they're inside of everyone, mm. but it's the Jedis have a high Midichlorian count. count. Yeah, That's I don't even deal. I think that that is the case. Oh. Star Wars well, expert Greg Miller. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also like Data. I didn't see Data in that trailer. But that trailer got me hyped. Trailer was great. Yeah. No, I like I like I've been talking about it for a while that I didn't play the beta, but I watched Nick and Colin play the beta. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this looks like something I wouldn't mind jumping into and fucking around with. And that trailer I was like, yeah, that does sound like mm-hmm. seem like fun. That trailer again though reminded me of the same shit that Colin always talks about when I'm like, man, I wish there was a campaign for this. Like I want to play this. I want an experience out of this. And I'm not an online multiplayer shooter guy, so I'm like, ugh, damn it. Will I jump in and play it a little bit? Probably not. Really? Yeah, like that's all? the thing is it's just like it's I'm not good at that shit. Like I'm just not good. So yeah, that makes it not fun. Yeah, I hear you. Like last night, right now, uh, we've talked about this in person in our personal times, Colin and I, not you. Uh the fact that we're in a holding pattern for Fallout 4 and the fact that nothing is Fallout 4 makes you want to play nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's where I'm at right now. Last night I had a couple <laughs> hours of downtime and I was like, I should play something. I went there, ah, I need to chip away at the Metal Gear Platinum, but I don't feel like doing that right now. And this and Tales of the Borderlands I want to finish, but not right now. And I was like, you know what? I'm still waiting on Christine was doing work and we we're going to watch a movie, but I'm like, I'm still waiting on her to play co-op Halo, but that won't stop me. I can play multiplayer Halo. So I jumped in and did one match of that. In the beginning was just me getting my teeth kicked in for sure. But then I turned that corner where I, I'm like, all right, I'm getting a little bit of a feel for it. And it was like, all right, this is what Battlefront could be. Mm-hmm. I don't need to play a million hours of Battlefront, but, man, I have an hour to kill. Why not do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can put in, like, 10 hours, you do kind of cross that that hump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of Like, you start being good. Not amazing, but good. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to do that to, to something that at least I don't want to, like, speak badly about the game. It's just, like, it, the repetitiveness of just, like, Deathmatch over and over, or, yeah. or you know, whatever, like objective the flag type and all things. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's not my cup of tea, but man, it's beautiful. Like looking at the yeah. game, I'm like goddamn, and we that's know why... we're gonna get a good one one day, a single player. Yeah, hopefully by world again. But no, that I mean, that's the thing of I'd love to get in there and just fool around for a while. You, you mm. know, don't worry, Tim. Don't don't stress out. You don't have to get in there and be I'm an expert. Stressed. You I'm and I can stressed. just run around and play yeah. and have fun. Oh, I have fun with that. But then all the people on the internet get mad at me. Like, oh, you're not good. Well, you're gonna get your single player Star Wars from Visceral. Yeah, and but that's. Gonna be fucking awesome. I want another. I hope so. I want another Knights of the Old Republic. Absolutely. That'd be cool too. I don't. Wouldn't count on that. I know, but I want it. That's all I'm saying. I know Amy's gonna deliver. Mm. But anyway, the trailer was awesome. I really liked it. I yeah. liked the the cut of it was really good. Seeing Boba Fett and seeing Han Solo and all that stuff. Fucking awesome. Um, I think it was good that they included that in the conference. 
just because it, it kind of like got people hyped. And yeah, and they, they stacked all their third party stuff in the beginning. Call of Duty was even before Battlefront, and they and they uh, no one's talking about that. Yeah, and they and they uh, it was interesting that they did that because they usually don't, mm-hmm. um, and that's usually frustrating. They usually will lead with something interesting for a first party or something dynamic for a third party, and then they'll go into like the smaller stuff and stats and all that kind of stuff after the CEO speech, and then. Then at the end, they'll do like Assassin's Creed or a Ubisoft game or an EA game, and then they'll do like the big first party game. And I like how they just got rid of all of the because, frankly, people that are watching the PlayStation press conference really don't care mm-hmm. about the third party games. Yeah, there was like, there was a definitive I, I, they, moment they, in there where it turned you're like, oh, okay, here's what I'm going to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like they, we care about them, we play them, but we at press conferences we do not care. Yeah, we watch Ubisoft's press conference for Ubisoft's games. We watch EA's press conference for EA's games. We do not care. I would love to see a press conference one day with none of nothing but first party games, but. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, they have to, you know, massage the partnership stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, first party stuff. We saw Ratchet and Clank. We saw a little bit more of that with a, a trailer. And you're super excited. Looks fantastic. Yes. I mean, that game looks, it looks amazing. I love the Ratchet series. Um, I was a bigger fan of the PS3 series as opposed to the PS2. And I, I still love really? the PS2 ones. Yeah. I mean, those um, are better games. They were, I mean, Crack and Time was. Tools of, of Destruction and Crack and Time. Yeah, I was going to say, Crack and Time is the, only, I mean, is the only one I think that was really like super critically acclaimed right tools of destruction people liked people liked it but i think okay let me make this clear i like tools of destruction i liked quest for booty which is this yeah, the, yeah, the, the the yeah. and then that's uh, surprising to me. i, I mean, liked crack, crack time. time all the other ones not yeah no one's talking about all count. for one yeah, no, 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 yeah, no we understand we understand um but please, i mean at least on the ps2 please. era like they were all great i loved the first one um then the second and third they were great but i was just like all right this is just I needed a break, mm-hmm. I think, and then mm-hmm. so when they came back, I liked them. But then once it got to like deadlocked and stuff, I was like, yeah, it's a little overkill. Gotcha. Um, but I'm excited like- for this to come back, and the fact that it is kind of like a reboot, reimagining, whatever, and it's like a movie tie-in, but not really. Like it's whatever. Th- people forever have been saying these games look like Pixar movies. This game looks like a Pixar movie. Yeah. It's actually, finally at that point, when you see it, you're like, damn, that's gameplay. Holy shit! And I love that we're still seeing that having that moment with video games because you know for a while it was just like all right we're close but we're never going to be closer than this you know i hear you my problem with it is i feel like i've been talking about it forever mm. this and this fucking movie yeah they, they re- announced the movie forever ago talked about the game forever ago and we're still not like the game's not out this year yeah it is, right. it is weird and i think it is it's pretty obvious it's because of the movie mm-hmm. you know sure oh yeah, yeah. The, the game would have i'm pretty sure would be done this year um, we recently got a movie trailer too like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and i it it looks good it's definitely not like the trailer looks like oh, here's a funny kid movie. Yeah. Um. But Ratchet and Clank, I've always liked it for its writing and for I thought I think it's funny and what clever up, TJ and Fixman? all that shit. Um. But it's it's good in the same way a Pixar movie's good, where it's kitty, but it's also adults. There's can something enjoy for it, yeah, adults and, get out of it and stuff. So I'm excited to see the movie and I'm excited to play the game and uh especially the game because it looks amazing and I it I haven't had a Ratchet in my life for long enough right i yeah, think see, it's, I, we're back it's time for another i always give them shit and say insomniac i wish they move away from ratchet take a page of this ratchet's been into the ground da, 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 da. i personally haven't played a ratchet game in a while so mm-hmm. i'm the game i'm like yeah I'll, I'll kick the tires on and see if it hooks me in or not but, yeah, yeah. And into the nexus was i think a testing ground for that with it going back to the classic formula it was not really a full game but it was you know it existed and it's and it's a game that was on ps3 and people enjoyed it and there were trophies came out for vita but i don't think they reported it yeah. um so, yeah, I think that it's time to go back. I think the game's probably going to be great. I mean, the, the core Ratchet games are all great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's why I was surprised is that people really love the PS2 trilogy. And they like Crack in Time, but I think those are the games for a lot of people. That's why I'm excited. Like, I love the first Ratchet and Clank. I think it came, that was unlike anything I'd ever played before. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited about it. It's, yeah, it's not mean, a game I'm going to, like, you know, lose any sleep over until it's here. But I um, mean, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I'm going to play this. Like, it's one of the games I'm going to play for sure. 
And I'm excited for because there's not too many games that I do that for. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited for, but yeah, I don't need it right now. Like I don't need it this year. Mm-hmm. So waiting a couple more months, I'm fine with that. But to me, that's that's the type of gameplay I like. I like platformers, and I like just like fun arcadey shooting and stuff, and and wacky comical things. And that Captain is Quirk. ratchet, you know, like the yeah. all the weapons and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's awesome. that's Insomniac's thing is weird weapons. So. Yeah. What's the guy we love so much, Mister? What's his name? Oh, the um, uh, we, uh, I've done this a couple times on different shows. Yeah, I don't remember. I know what you're talking about, but I'm gonna look him up. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. It's a weapon. Um, oh, gotcha. Damn it, I don't remember either. I'm hooked. I got Groovatron shoved in there, and that's not yeah, it. It's not that's the disco ball yeah. you toss up, obviously. Mister Somebody. Mr. Anyways, uh, moving on. We got some fighting game stuff. Street Fighter Five release date and a Dalsim. Very much sooner than I thought. I I didn't think. I thought Street Fighter Five might not even have been until like the summer or the fall. So and we're getting it February sixteenth. Um, yeah, it's very soon. PS4 and PC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also announced that there's going to be like six DLC characters next year. And um, and they're talking more about how this game is going to be like a platform for Street Fighter instead of like having Super Street Fighter and all that other stuff, which mm-hmm. I think is great. They're making a really good call with all that. Um, and then there's one more character to be announced, probably at PSX. Um, people are excited about Street Fighter. It's cool. Yeah, uh, I think that actually, the, <laughs> I think I think you glaze over what was most significant about the announcement, which was other than the release date, which was that the six DLC characters will be free if you use the in-game, use the in-game currency. So I thought that I thought that was a really interesting move because they're they're basically saying, as Greg and I talked about on PS, I love you, is that they will certainly be available to buy. You have to imagine, but mm-hmm. you can use this in-game currency that you can earn. Like anyone can earn the currency, and you can just spend it on the characters and get them for free, which I think is cool. So the, the roster will be twenty, but it'll be twenty six by February twenty seventeen. So yeah. I think that's a. Uh, the ca- cast is not as big as I thought it would be, but that's big enough. And uh, I like that there's just as a street, like I'm a very passive street fighter fan these days, but I love the series and I, I love characters and stuff. I was mm-hmm. really excited to see Dalsim, especially because it's, he's like old and he has like a huge, he has yeah. a beard and stuff. I think it's like really a cool evolution as opposed to what they did to Ken where they kind of fucked up Ken. Um, which I love how really, you say that just based on his hair. Yeah. Well, no, and just, I mean, everything's different is, is, you know, you can give him different outfits and he's just, doesn't look like Ken at all. You know, like that's yeah. not like, doesn't People he's, have changed he's, a blonde, white, he's a blonde white guy in a, a red kimono. Yeah. Supposed to be they Ken. got rid of Ryu and replaced him with Nick. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do like how there's a lot of new characters and a lot of weird characters that they brought back. Like I thought it was cool to bring Birdie in, and mm-hmm. um, you know this new Laura character is is pretty cool. Um, so I am I interested see. to see what the final character is. I assume, I assume it's got to be uh, an existing character like Guile or something. Yeah, I, I, you know, I because be Guile. because there's just too many. New, I I feel like, in my opinion, as just a again a passive Street Fighter fan, I know people like our friend Vince at IGN would be excited about testing new characters and figuring them out. I do feel like there's it seems to be quite a few weird characters from the past or new characters and not enough OG homies. Yeah. I mean, but that was Street Fighter 4, though, you know, and I think that they're trying to do something at least a little bit different initially. Like, we can suspect that within three years, all the characters are going to be playable again because, especially, at least when I say all, I'm talking about the Street Fighter the core. 2, 2 cast, you know, um, even with all the extra, the eight extra. It would be cool to see Charlie instead of Guile, actually, but um, I like Charlie actually more than Guile, but... Isn't Charlie in it in 5? Uh, don't I, I don't know. Oh no, you're right. He is in it. He's yeah. yeah I think right. he was like one of the first ones announced. That's why I don't. That's think why Guy wouldn't be. In it. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. That's true. No, I was I was like I don't think he is. But then I'm like I. But I saw a guy doing like flash kicks and stuff yeah. like that. I'm pretty sure he was um, one of the first. No, so you're absolutely right. Announced. He is in it. So yeah, and I guess that does solve the uh, the American Air Force dude bro contingent. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the the random characters I've always really loved in Street Fighter. I've always loved like really quirky. I like Dan just because he's making fun of everyone, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. I love his like super and Alpha Three. Uh, like you use all of your energy and it's just he's like oh, and it's yeah. just like a it's just a fireball doesn't go anywhere you know like I I think that's like he's just a funny 
a funny character. Um, I always liked Cody, although Cody's really not a Street Fighter character. Um, I think Cody's like a Final Fight character. Yeah. Um, but I loved I loved in Alpha Three. I think it was Alpha Three. Might have been Alpha Two. Just he had a knife, and you can like drop it and pick it up and do more damage. And he's like handcuffed. I just like the idea of like a prisoner, yeah, like handcuffed and um, still fighting. Yeah, and he's still fighting or whatever. Uh, I always liked Rolento. I thought he was over the top. Um, but he got a lot of play. I think in 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 four. In four. Um. So yeah, there's there's you know ways they can go. It'd be you know T Hawk or or DJ and these like you know Cammy like those those characters. Cammy's in it. Yeah. It, they don't seem to touch too much. Cammy's out of those four characters that were introduced in Super Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, don't seem to get as much play as Cammy does. So I don't know if you want to go in that direction. I like Rose. I think there's, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting characters. It, it, I wish the roster was a little bit bigger. But yeah. again, it's not a game I'm really going to mess around with. I just like watching people play it. And I like just reading about it. And so like that's why I have a feeling it's going to be a, char- a new character that was introduced in four that comes back. But I don't know. Oh, with the uh, what's that? Yeah. What is the uh, Rufus would be? And interesting, the fat guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know who's in the the roster, like for sure right now. I know there's like 15 announced, but um, see Viper. I don't know if she. Oh, Crimson Viper back yet or not? Yeah, I don't know. If she was but cool. Not, she I was fucking she, awesome. She could be. She was a really cool character. Likely, um, Mister Zircon is who we're Zircon. Mister Zircon. Yeah. Zircon. Mister Zircon does not approve. Yeah, I don't know how you say <laughs> when you kill people. He's awesome. Um, and then more fighting game news: Tekken Seven coming to PS4. Announced by Bandai Namco, not exclusive, but they didn't mention the other. other of course, stuff. I think it's coming to PS4 first, maybe. Um, I don't know. That was a whole. That whole part of the presentation was a little awkward and weird and very. Yeah, the transition in between Street Fighter to them when they're like, "We're gonna announce the last character, the seventeenth character, sixteenth character, or whatever." And it's the guy who does teching. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, because Yoshinoro Yoshinori Ono is Yoshi. is a fucking legend, mm-hmm. like just absolutely legendary. I, I've been to so many weird conferences with him. Uh, I remember going to a Darkstalkers panel where he was like, made everyone hold up a dollar bill so that he can take a picture so that they can you can prove to Capcom that people wanted Darkstalkers and then they released Darkstalkers and no one wanted it. <laughs> um, so that was kind of the jokes on him, I guess. Uh, but he's just a legend. He's just a legend. He's a funny dude. And and, and uh, so was, and, and and what's the Tekken guy? Hamada, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamada-san. Um, d- different, more buttoned up kind of guy. But the transition between them was weird, and I thought it was interesting that. Um, when they when they when he came out, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna t- finally talk about Tekken, Tekken versus Street, Street Fighter, Fighter or whatever." Yeah. yeah, or Cross Street Fighter, like which is just. Well, I think they eventually did uh, cancel that. I don't think so. I thought that they said that it was still in development. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember. Like maybe look a it year up, ago. This I'm is why I... we do need phones. I was yelling at you before, but actually, we need you really bad. Yeah, it's it's, it's important. Um, uh, moving on from that, Gearbox is Battleborn getting beta next year, coming to PlayStation Four first. Yeah. Yeah, but people like it though. Like it, I was watching the internet yesterday. People on Twitter, they were they were really into this whole beta idea for this game. Yeah, well, on game when we when we had Randy on our, our conference at or our conference our uh, show at GameStop Expo in September, he showed us the game and it looked it looked cool and I understand it. And it might be a game fun to, to mess around with. The thing that I never got around to asking because we have such a little amount of time um, is that that name is fucking awful. That is maybe the worst video game name I've ever heard in my entire life. Battleborn? Yeah. I don't know about Battleborn. 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 That's the name of the game? All right. Like, I, I just, it's such a disappointing name. It's like when I used to talk about Spec Ops The Line, which is one of my favorite games on PS3. It would have been so much cooler if it was just called The Line. You know? Battleborn. I was just like, it's such an uninspired game, especially from the studio that gives Borderlands. Like, that Borderlands is such an awesome name. Battleborn? Ah. It's so two thousand fourteen San Diego Comic Con. Harada confirmed the game is still in development. Yeah. Oh wow! The reason yeah, for the scare that. 
I'm sorry, the reason for the scarce information is due to Bandai Namco waiting for the opportunity to market it. In 2015, Harada stated development has come far along. I I remember reading that. Wow. Man, I don't know. Where, so when that, that when that happened, I was like, "Oh, here we go!" Yeah, that, like that was exactly like, Tekken Seven's an exciting announcement, especially because it seems like a prequel story to Tekken fans. But I was when that happened, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, okay, and now that's it's shocking finally, to me. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I'm sure I'm not the only one that thought that. That's crazy. <clears throat> um, and the new game announcement, Boundless. It's kind of it looks like Portal, and it looks gorgeous. Mm. I want to play that. Yeah, that looks awesome. I'm waiting for more information. Yeah, I don't really yeah. have any. I mean, just the little we saw though, I was like, man, right. this looks like a game that I would be. Really, well, at first when they really started, that's too. the one where I was like, No Man's Sky. And then I was like, wait, why has he got a hammer? This isn't No Man's Sky. This is no Man's Sky. All right. And then we're like, is this tomorrow, children? Did something change? Yeah, no, like that was that? the vibe. That's all right. That's what I remember. It, it looks like a Minecraft. Almost looks like Minecraft. Yeah. Or at least the, it didn't look like Minecraft in the immediacy of it, but it looked when like you when you the looked, first portal. Yeah. And then you looked around and it all seemed very intentionally blocky. And, and so it did remind me of the Tomorrow Children at first, which is Q Games PS4 exclusive that has just disappeared off the face of the planet. Um, and I was like, and that's why I said to Greg, I'm like, is this Tomorrow Children? Did they just, is, did they disappear to do the art differently or something like that? But it wasn't. Um, I was surprised that the Tomorrow Children wasn't there. Although I think it'll be a PSX. The game yeah. exists. I, it, I think it's been at trade shows, right? It was playable on the E3 show floor. Was that the last one? Yeah, and they did it, and they did a public alpha. Yeah. So it was, it was, uh, I mean, the game, the alpha, I think it was in like, I, I think, think it might, even, I think it might have even still been an IGN, but off. I don't, but if not that, it was like early in 2015, but I actually think it was in 2014. Like I, mm-hmm. I'd interviewed them at it last time i was in tokyo when we were still at ign and they were talking about the game and i could have i i I could be wrong but i thought that the insinuation was that it would have been out early to mid 2015 so it's but maybe i'm wrong i don't know i was just surprised that we haven't seen anything of it it's mm-hmm. just kind of disappeared sony is dumping money into that game so i don't know house mark announces matterfall fuck yeah which was fuck crazy yeah. yeah when they came when uh what it was michael right or denny right there he comes out and he's like talking about house mark the logo behind it and he's like they're working on alienation but i'm here to announce a new game You're like what the fuck i was like yeah. yes so the first thing is that everyone's like was alienation canceled no uh, alienation's coming out in march um and uh th- that comes from house mark who said that's what sony is aiming for sony's aiming for it what that tells me is that the game might be done um mm-hmm. or that they've moved on that's a small team so i i and they already have Housemark, I don't know how much they've scaled. I reached out to my friends, Mikhail and Tomoso at uh, at uh, um, Housemark, and and I was talking to them uh, via email. And I'm not sure how much they've scaled up, but what's clear to me is that they have three games in development. Um, so uh, they have Matterfall and Alienation, which is probably done, and then they have their their Jarvis game still that they haven't announced, mm. so, or they, they've announced but they've not revealed yet. So um, Sony's deep in bed with them still. They have two X Dev Sony exclusive games going on right now. Matterfall seems to me to uh housemark going like we have this awesome voxel weird technology we made with resogun what can we do with it yeah and uh to pe- people's perception of what the game is i think is correct that it's going to be a side scrolling running it's going to be exactly what they do every time which is twin six i mean that's what they do uh, mm-hmm. alienation's a twin six shooter resogun's a twin six shooter super dust is uh super stardust is a twin six shooter dead nations is a twin six shooter but outland not was not a twin six year outland was like a very pol- like polarity based like Iker, what was that Ikaruga almost type side scrolling mm. game yeah. which was fucking it was a fucking awesome game awesome game but that was very different so maybe this will be a side scrolling shooter in some way but um when I first saw it the trailer because I've never seen a trailer from Housemark like that ever so I don't know if they did that on House Sony might have done it but um my my instincts were at first of all I, I you know Greg I'm like they're gonna make a triple A game. Like, I mean, the make... thing is, it looks like that. Like, it definitely, I don't think it, it is. When they, I don't think in it the beginning, profile. when you were behind them, yes. But then they did a thing where they swung and he was running and shooting. And I think that was the first, like, 
this is like our proof of concept gameplay. You're going to be running, shooting things, blowing them up, and then be able to yeah. run backwards and be wrapping around like Rezo. Yeah, so yeah. I think it is. I think it's my my. What I suspect is that it is a reworked Rezo gun. Mm. And I don't know if it's that simple. Sure. Um, but There's more to it, I'm sure. Because Stardust is on a, you know, Stardust is on a flat plane. Uh, detonation's like top down, like almost isometric or whatever you want to call it, but really just like a, a you know. Uh, three fourths. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Three. Like, exactly. Um, and uh, so y- you assume that Resogun is a new way for them to do a game, which is inspired really by Defender, which is where Jarvis comes in in his own game. Mm-hmm. So. Um, taking place on like a loop, uh, which I think is cool. Resogun is, f- God. it's good. <laughs> Resogun is so yeah. good. That's a really cool look. That was my. That, I will say, and I'm with all sincerity. That was my. Mo- that was my biggest announcement for me. Yeah, by far. No Man's Sky. The release date was probably the biggest announcement for a lot of other people. So we got a yeah, June finally release area June twenty sixth. Yeah, not yeah. this week. Yeah, that was yeah. such a were fucking about. stupid rumor. That was so obviously not going to happen. Happen. Sony would not do that. But, to that yeah, game. but people, you know, they want to get excited about stuff, and they're like, "Oh, it'd be cool." Yeah, no. Well, that's that one thing. But then websites are reporting like our sources tell us that you know. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You think Sony's going to shit out No Man's Sky in the middle of October with like no?" Just no warning a week and a half or two weeks before Fallout comes out. Yeah, Three weeks before Battlefront comes out. Halo comes out on the other console. There's a lot of competition. Call of Duty's a week away. It's like, what are you, nuts? Like, this isn't a game you release now. And this is not a game you... And, if you, and if you did release it now, it's a game that you, like, promote. Promote. Yeah. Market. Exactly. So that was such a dumb... I mean, yeah. when I read that, I was like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever read before. A June release date, though, man. It's... That's... Doesn't sound good to me. Like I've we're definitely about, sounds I, perfect. Yeah, That's yeah. La- really? Yeah. Last of Us. The Last Batman. of Us came out. And Batman, yeah. Well, I know, and I. Did, I mean, th- that worked for great for them. But like, I think that this game should be a, a February release. Mm. Like this should be. I think this would clean up in in February. In June, I guess a lot of what I'm saying comes down to all the people that are going to be talking about this game are going to be at E3. Like, yeah, but that happens every year, and we we get we get our perspective shifted. That all of us go to E three, and we're like, ah, what a dumb time to release games. But in reality, it people at home reading about E three, going, man, I wish I had something amazing to play right now. And they're gonna be like, oh wait, fuck, that's what, how it's been with Last of Us Batman. Hopefully yeah. Now also, it's surprising though, because this game definitely to me feels like a spring game more than a. But there's so much game, in the spring but, now. The spring's so crowded. Yeah. You know what I mean? The I spring is you, the new fall. You figure Sony lays out their stuff, right? And they ha- they must have this gap there because it's, what, Uncharted in March? Then mm-hmm. they got you figure, hopefully, Horizon in the fall. Yeah. What is your summer game? Well, it's this thing we put on the Colbert Report or whatever the hell he calls the show now and all this other stuff, you know, that mm-hmm. we've been talking about forever. Yeah, I think the uh, what we're missing, surprisingly, is I think that I think this tells us that PlayStation VR is going to come out in June, too. Which seems so late. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I could have sworn they were sh- talking spring and stuff, and that's why... PSX, I thought they'd be like, all right, it's coming out April. It's you know whatever May, but I'm you know I've been I've been making the prediction. Well, I made the prediction. That, I've been making no, the Greg, prediction. Greg, Greg yes. didn't make the prediction, and that's the thing is that it's all based. What I'm saying is based on conjecture because they have not confirmed that PSVR and No Man's Sky are compatible with each other, but they must be right. You, I mean, you have to you have to yes. assume yes. that that is a huge miss if they if they don't do that. And I, I think it's obvious, and I think that's why the game might even be taking so long. I mean, me too. That's the only reason I can think that it is coming out in June because, like I said, I do feel like it's an earlier game than that, and. The VR not being ready till then does make sense, right? And it gives people time. I mean, maybe maybe VR does come out in April and the game comes out later. And I don't think it's going to be VR exclusive, obviously. So it doesn't yeah. really matter if it if it's coupled with VR. But it makes PSVR more compelling thing if you have a few games of that caliber released because I'm sure they'll have like E Valkyrie and a few other things that are really great too. Um, but yeah, No Man's Sky looks cool. I'm 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 super skeptical about it still. I think it's I think it's healthy to be skeptical about a game of like course. this because it's promising a great deal. 
it's and the team is so small i do not see the congruent nature between the size of the team and the scope of the game i don't quite know how they're doing it mm-hmm. um and it is based on procedural math i mean it's it's just it's it's the plans are being made on the fly as far you know like the, like they're you know they're there and it's just based on you know a sort of algorithm that they've created so i think that they can it can make it as big as you want but what i'm curious about with no man's sky as, as greg and i have discussed in the past is will it be what will the loop be like what will the cycle be like mm-hmm. yeah and is it going to be compelling for five hours is it going to be compelling for 50 or 100 because I, I i really feel like this game not having really messed around with it greg's played it um but not having messed around with it but just watching and reading and kind of just thinking about it i hope it's not one of those things that gets old like mm-hmm. really quick I yeah. hope that there's more than just seeing things. Because imagine what happens if you go to ten different planets, and on the tenth planet, on the first planet, you 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 find this certain kind of animal, right? And you 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 identify you identify and it. yeah, log in all that kind of stuff. And then the tenth planet you go to three hours later, you have a palette swap of that same animal, and then suddenly the wonder's taken out of it. You yeah. know, yeah. like how dynamic and big is this game really going to be, and how granular does it really get? I believe that they can deliver on it, but I am skeptical that. It's going to be this fucking mind altering game that everyone thinks it's going to be or a lot of people think it's going to be. I'm 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 in a wait and see approach. And this is one of those ones where I hope I'm dead fucking wrong, you know, mm-hmm. because if it's if it is what it sounds like it's going to be. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the game I talk about all the time. Like I picture sitting on that couch with the PlayStation VR on, and, mm-hmm. you know, an hour every night or whatever, chilling out before bed, <laughs> cruising the galaxy. The other thing Greg, that we haven't <laughs> talked about is that yeah. if they if they. If they announce that uh, PlayStation, if, if they say No Man's Sky is not PlayStation VR compatible, what uh, that's one of those things where we talk about what games belong in VR, what games get you excited. That would be such a major disappointment. Right. That would be like Huge one of the miss. first disappointments I'll, I would have had, or maybe the first VR disappointment I've had, where it's like, but you know, yeah, you don't want to put Uncharted doesn't make any sense. It's in third person. You don't want to do it, but this is made for this, and yeah. I really just do believe that if you read between the lines. Mm-hmm. It's obvious. Yeah. If you knock yeah. that out, then it's like, what are the pillars holding up PlayStation VR? Then it's it's rigs and it's E Valkyrie, and it's like those are cool. I'm not excited for those games. Like I'm excited for the idea of No Man's Sky, and it's it's this weird thing of where No Man's Sky makes me excited for PlayStation VR, and PlayStation VR makes me really excited for No Man's Sky. Like mm-hmm. I'm in No Man's Sky no matter what. I'm playing it, but the idea of like putting it on and just the chill music and because I don't want the combat, you know, of like E Valkyrie all the time. You know what I mean? I'm gonna want to play that game every so often, do cool shit with it. But just chilling out, landing on a planet, figuring out what's happening. Oh, this this guy's yeah. bad. I run away. I'm terraforming it. I'm screwing stuff up, collecting shit. Like that sounds fun and cool, and it sounds like it sounds like Minecraft in VR, mm-hmm. right? But space Minecraft, the ability to jump around. If that they can deliver on that at least partially at launch, and then add to it as they go, awesome. But yeah, yeah. if it's just another game I'm playing, cool. I'm in. I'm gonna do it. But I don't see it being as. Oh, I don't shit. think it being yeah. the experience. You yeah. know what I mean. Um, kind of just rushing through some of these so we can move on to the next topic. Horizon Zero Dawn. That looked awesome. Again. Yeah, that's exactly what I saw. Um, so that was what was that interesting was to me. Behind closed doors. Yeah, so when I saw when I saw the game at E3 in an extended demo, that is exactly what I saw. Everything about it. Um, I don't know if they were in a different location. It didn't look like they were. We were watching it in standard depth because we were having internet problems. But the the what I saw was basically what we saw at E3. Everyone saw at E3, but played a different way. And they used, went to a river, shot these, these trip wires, lured the the horde or the herd into them to collect all the parts then they fought the huge dinosaur they stopped in my demo and at e3 behind those doors they stopped no. it. yeah the fake crash or whatever to like to you know flip the camera around and show how big the animal is um the creature is so 
it, that is what I saw. I was disappointed in that in a way, but to Greg's point uh, that he made when we were talking about it, it's like it's nice to not see it again. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I need to see any more about that game. That game is going to be fucking awesome. I feel it. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I, you just, you just know it. Yeah. That that game's that game's gonna be something special if they can just put all those disparate parts together. An action RPG made by Gorilla just sounds sounds awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uncharted Four. We saw a multiplayer trailer. I thought the trailer was really cool. Yeah, it got me um, excited. Like I said, you know, I was a huge Uncharted Two multiplayer fan. Three felt like more of the same, but now watching this one for four, like the mystical stuff, the yeah. ability to call in AI helpers, they call them sidekicks, medical bombs, and stuff. I was like, okay, that seems cool. like a lot of fun. Changing yeah. it up and adding some stuff, so that should be cool. And then they did the whole PlayStation VR stuff. Well, there was Dreams, which like I don't know if you guys have a different opinion on, but I was like, this looks. I'm not happy about this. Yeah, like, I'm not either. Who is this for? What is the point of this? I agree, man. I, 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 I think that they made it a little more coherent what the game was going to be, but I still think there's a lot of incoherence. It's one of those things where the further you fall down that rabbit hole, you, answering questions makes f- gives you five more questions now. Yeah. And I really, I feel like the way I feel. Some people are mad that in PS I Love You, the last episode, because I was, they feel like I'm writing it off, and I'm like, that's fine if you feel that way. That's not the way I feel at all. Um. What I would say is that I don't want to play games to make the game that I'm going to play. Media Molecule is very creative and they're very artistic. Make a game and give it to me to play it. That's mm-hmm. what they did with Tearaway. There was no there was no creation in Tearaway. I understand that that's yeah, the heritage with a little. You went through and you created the faces. Oh, of that's not what I'm talking about though, Greg. That, that, that has I, a linear. It has a linear like campaign right but they still put the onus on you to do things i this i mean this is rehashing ps i love you but i still think it's just like you're coming at it from one perspective and they're coming from the exact opposite of they're not you're like make me a game and they're like we made you the game but the experiences you 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 participate in it and then yeah. maybe this is not an experience for you well no, this doesn't not. look like that it's definitely though. i mean at least from what i've seen it does look like it's a bit more just make stuff like i don't but that's that but i mean like it's because we're getting it in like grains of rice you know what yeah. I mean? where the first time we're like what the fuck is this and then the next one was like here's a level where we you do need to plant trees and put the house down or whatever uh-huh. like i was saying maybe the objective is just put the house down and maybe that's like the third level or whatever but, just yeah. but then the questions the question comes up and I understand that this is maybe antithetical to what they're trying to do. Clearly it is. But like, okay, so maybe you have to put the trees down in the house. Then maybe you just put the house down. My question is, why aren't the trees in the house just there? You know, this is because, the because like, why does it have to be so fucking complicated? You know, like, yeah, this is, I mean, this we'll is the weird, this doing. is the weird direction that I think that studio goes into. And I have a lot of respect for what of they course. did and what they do. And, and I appreciate your open-mindedness about it. And I am more open-minded than it might sound because I, I think that there's, they have a marketing problem with this game. They do. 100% and, I agree with that. And, and they, they have to start. They know they're not stupid. This is a game you're gonna you're gonna send this game out to die if people don't know what it is. And they haven't had a hit really since Little Big Planet and Little Big Planet too. So Tearaway was did fine on Vita and people liked it critically, but it didn't sell that well there. And I imagine that no one really cares about it on PS4. I could be wrong, but I've, I've heard literally you're gonna see comments that people care, but it didn't but you did, sell I, I, units. Dude, it didn't move w- units. No one's talked to me about that mm. game. You know what I mean? Like no one. People talk to me about the most obscure shit you've ever heard about. Well, they come with you with stuff they know you like. Yeah, well that's true. <laughs> um. So I just it, what frustrates me is that they have these media molecule out of all of Sony's part, studios and maybe all the studios in the entire world have like the weirdest minds, the most creative like vision for what they want to make their games. And to me, it's like, OK, that's fantastic. Use that energy to make it and make your vision. I want to see what you want me to play. You know, not what you want me to make you to make me play. Basically, it was like what you know, what I, like and I'm like, yeah. that's just. That's it's the same. I know it's it is a personal preference. You're kind trying of thing. to put them in a box, and nobody puts media <laughs> molecule in a box. You know, you understand what I'm saying, though. I think a lot of people out there agree with me. Like, I would love to see them just take the shackles off of this whole like share, create thing, and just make it. Just make a fucking awesome game that's so fucking zany and weird and media molecule. Don't worry about all the other shit. Mm. 
and just let me play it. You know, I don't I, like the move, like the controller, and it's like, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. You know, I don't. I, I'm of, not excited about it at all. But like, I, but we haven't seen enough of it, and, and I'm, I'm gonna keep it on my mind. It's one of those looking back at Little Big Planet and then tear away on Vita, right? Like we say all that and do this and stuff, and it's just like I never thought the levels in Little Big Planet were all that amazing. Like th- there were great ones. There's the the very end one that I'll never forget when I was trying to platinum it and I was fucking screaming into a pillow because I don't want to wake up my girlfriend. And like, you know what I mean? There's <laughs> stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, there were quirky characters, but there were a lot of just, what is this nonsense? Yeah. What are, but, who are all these Tim Burton characters talking to me? But to that point, Greg, yeah. that's true. But what if the onus on the Little Big Planet was all the campaign? Mm-hmm. Then what? You know what I mean? Because they had to worry about creation tools and yeah. making a bunch of different shit That's and all this kind of, you know what I mean? I like, I respect the idea of saying like, this can be a racing game. This can be a sandbox game. This can be whatever you want. But I'm like, you know, I really just want to see what you want me to play. And if this is, and if this is it, then uh, maybe I'm, I'm just not, uh, I'm just not, my, my interests are not parallel at all to there. Sure. They're, that, they're yeah, just totally incoherent, yeah. you know? And that's so disappointing. There's a ton of other things that happened. Wild got announced. We saw Detroit become human. Yeah, is, we did. Well, those yeah. are those are big games. Yeah. Uh, Wild is far off, I think. But look, I mean, they said that, but mm-hmm. it looks cool. I, I love the idea. It was a little confusing. The rabbit animation. Very swimming cute. Swimming through the very water was cute. very cute. Uh, I like the idea that it doesn't seem like a direct combat game at all. It's third person. It's open world, but it's based on like using animals. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really nice idea. I don't know yeah. anything that really does that. And, and, and Detroit... We should just very excited. Fuck, we should just spend an entire topic on the trailer. I, I have <laughs> well, lots to say you about guys, that game. If you want more information on that, definitely check out PSL Love You XOXO. He's wrapping episode, up. episode yeah. six. We're getting yeah, played out. We're, we're, no, we're, we're going long on this one. We're coming up on forty minutes. That's long. long. That's what happens with PlayStation. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about Until Dawn: Rush of Blood before we move on for a second. So uh, it's exciting and upsetting. What's I exciting like, about it? What's exciting is I think it looks fun. Like, sure. I think that it's something. Did you that watch I, the gameplay of it? Yeah. Stuff? Okay. That, did, there was like a. I watched a six minute like IGN put up. Yeah, though. Playthrough. Yeah, much. And I'm like, better. this looks awesome. This looks like a lot of fun. This looks scary. This looks like what I want from VR. It reminds me of those old like arcade machines where you'd go and kind of sit in the roller coasters yep. and like go through yep, and it's yep, all yep. crazy. And it's like I love that when I was a kid. And now having it be interactive and a game being made out of it reminds me of Disneyland, like with the Buzz Lightyear game we have the fucking guns right and shoot right 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 everyone knows well arcade games carnival games as i call them but not carnival games the playstation movie <laughs> but it looks fun like it looks fun and it's vr it's a game it's an experience but it's also a game and you yeah, get to yeah play it cool doesn't need the until dawn no branding and that's the problem and i think that you know everyone's gonna bitch about it and complain because like oh this isn't this is stupid but that's gonna help it sell better yep. and who cares, really, at the well, end of the day? Because does that then ruin some of... Does it take away from what Until Dawn is? Are you less excited for Until Dawn, whatever the, their next... Un, whatever their next real Until Dawn game is? Mm-hmm. And does anyone ever want to put out a game where you're like, that's not a real Until Dawn game. That's not a real Ration and Clank game. That's not a real... Yeah. I, I can think of very few games where I'm like, that's not a real X, and it was amazing. But see, that's that's the thing, is I think that people get caught up in this. You look at the all the Zelda stuff or Mario stuff, and there are the people like, oh, it's not a real Mario. It's like... But, Mar- but yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but that's the same thing though. Or Zelda, like all these, like Triforce Heroes or whatever. Yeah, but Triforce Heroes is in a real Zelda game, and I do sympathize with people that that feel that way, right? Like that's not a Zelda game. I know, but that's the point. Who cares? It's not. Like, let's just start there. It's not. Is it a good game or not? And so it's like, yeah, could it have been something else? Yes, but then it wouldn't have sold. You know, so it's totally a marketing thing. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's definitely a marketing thing. The 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 unfortunate thing is, and I to Greg's point is that 
Until Dawn exists as one game, one property, and people like it, it it's critically a hit, and it's doing way better, I think, than Sony anticipated it was going to be. Cinderella Story. So now there's going to be two Untold Dawn games, and you're going to look at the both of them and be like, okay, one is this really brilliant horror game, teen horror, nothing like it, right? It's a very brilliant, out Quantic Dream, Quantic Dream. The other game is an on-rail shooter that uses VR, and I'm like, okay, well... So what? What is until dawn now? Like what? Like what? Why does this? I I agree. The, I think the game looks fine. I mean, I, it's probably it's probably gonna be fun. But I'm like, why does this have to be until dawn based? Yeah, no, I and I think that. it is a marketing thing. But I think that you know, this is like easy gains now that can injure you later. I'm not yep. gonna say it's gonna. Yep. I'm not gonna say it's gonna like injure the brand or whatever like that. They might not do another until dawn if Supermassive makes another game. It might just have a different name entirely. But sure. but which maybe maybe makes more sense um, since the entire chapter structure was why it was called until dawn. But um. I just don't understand why this is an Until Dawn game. That's like saying, like, London Studio, Sony London is doing the heist. Why not just call it Getaway, colon, the heist? You know? It'll sell better. It's a getaway game. But everyone knows that Getaway, and, and to a lesser extent the sequel, but Getaway is, an, is, a, is a beloved PS2 game. And that's not a getaway game. So it's 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 the same thing. Like, they, they want student, Sony London can be like, well, we made fucking the getaway. So this is called Getaway, colon, the heist now. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it has nothing to do with right, what right, was right. Getaway, what Getaway was. You know, so uh, it makes me want a getaway game so bad. But, <laughs> Why are we talking about the getaway? No, I want the getaway. Uh, so I don't know. I I, th- I understand what you're saying, and I think it's going to be fine on its own. But it, it, it's just like we don't have to abuse IP like this, and it's especially yeah. strange to me. Although I do love, as we talked about on the show, uh, PlayStation Lifestyle interviewed uh, Pete Samuels, who's the executive director, I think, the executive director producer at Supermassive, and he totally let the cat out of the bag like a month ago. And like, but that was and, cool the way he did yeah, it, right? And, and, we, like, and then we, you brought it up, and I was like, "Really? Like, is that really what he's teasing?" Or is that you know, that was a, that was a fun little thing because they were they were asking him about VR and DLC for uh, until dawn. He's like, "We have no pl- blah blah blah. We have no plans for DLC. We're we looked at VR. You know, I'm just paraphrasing, uh, but we don't know what we're going to do with it unless someone has a sudden rush of blood to the head." Uh, and at funny. that point, well, no, we left out head. Remember, it was just oh, unless oh, somebody oh, gets right. a sudden rush of blood. Right, right. And I was like, what oh, a blood, weird way to say that. Are you? Are you? Do you speak English natively? That's what are you talking about? And then a week later, good for him. Um, yeah, so guys, thank you for, for being here for with us. If you want to hear more about all that stuff in, in great, great detail. How long was that episode? Not much longer than this segment. Yeah, it was oh, an really? hour and 10, 20? No, oh, hour and wow. 10-ish. Hour well, and four. It was a supplemental this. episode, though. Usually we go about 90 minutes. To- yeah, in yeah, total, yeah. you got uh, like three hours of PS I Love You that day. Yeah, so go check it out. iTunes.com slash kind of funny. Topic two. Hey, guess what? Yes. This has never happened in eight years of podcasting, but I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So I'm sorry on the day where I know we have other things going no, on. No, it's fine. You can roll if you want, but I'll be super quick. So second topic, predictions for the rest of the year. You know, we got two months left, so I kind of want to look forward at all the things that are going to happen. Sure. And how we think they're going to happen. Uncharted 4 not coming out this year. Okay, cool. Take it to the bank. Okay. Good. They're not going to do that. Now they're not going to do a su- surprise release on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallout 4 is going to blow everyone away. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the thing. Do you guys really think the Fallout 4 is going to, you know, kind of reach expectations? I think it's going to exceed expectations. I think that if you look at the way Witcher 3 did, which destroyed, and it's like the fucking nerdiest game possible. I mean, we talked about that on Colin and Greg Live a couple of times where a CD Projekt Red uh, over in Eastern Europe was like, we can't believe like how many games how well it sold. Done, and yeah. we can't believe like the people that played it. They're like this... Core people obviously played it, but casual people who are not apparently that casual anymore played the game. So Fallout 4 is going to fucking murder. I, I would not be surprised. I know this is a bold, bold prediction, but stick with me. Country for country. So not cumulatively. I wouldn't be surprised if Fallout 4 was the best selling game of the year. So what I'm saying by that is that Call of Duty sells 
8 million copies in the United States, right? 10 million copies in the United States. I bet you Fallout 4 sells just as many in the United States, you know, or whatever it is, 5 million, 6 million, whatever it's going to be. Um, especially because the last gen Call of Duty games are campaignless, so they're kind of shutting that down. Starting to fall off. There's a very limited number of consoles out there that can play compared to the last gen Call of Duty games, so it's going to maybe limit the numbers more. Um, and that might benefit in some sort of universe <laughs> Fallout yeah. 4. I don't know if it's likely, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if Fallout 4 just comes out and just fucking clobbers everything around it. I um, I, 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 I guarantee you. Do you think right. that's a bold kind of thing to no, say that I, it might outsell Call of Duty? Yeah, but it's not crazy. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You know what I mean? It, it is. I can it is see unlikely, it but not crazy. What we're talking about with it is, I think this, in, stick with me, it's a similar argument to how you always try to convince people how well Persona 5 is going to do, is that the groundwork has been laid here. Fallout 3 came out, right? And people were excited for it. We were all excited for it. We jumped in. But it was a lot of people's first Fallout, similar to how Persona 3 or Persona 4 were people's first mm-hmm. Personas, right? And then you've had how many years now? What, what was that? 2008. Eight year, no, so seven years mm-hmm. now of people talking about how awesome this game was. And how many people do we have hit us up every day saying, "Super, I'm, I'm going to get Fallout 4. Should I go back and play Fallout 3? They didn't even play those. Now they just know. It's one of those things where it's fever pitch. And Bethesda recognized that. They, I'm sure they've seen it in their sales, in mm-hmm. the you know pit boys, in the tattoos of the vault. You know what I mean? Like People have been excited for Fallout as a franchise now for seven years, and they're starving for it. So they get to come out and do, hey, 83, yes, it's true. Yes, it's real, and it's coming out on this abbreviated cycle you weren't expecting except Colin and then you know we're not going to show you much of the game and what we do show you is a vertical slice where guess what it looks awesome and that's the whole thing of like Fallout 4 for Fallout 4 to be a success it needs to be a prettier Fallout 3 done that's it that's all they need to do put in just as many jokes and references and American pop culture and cool characters and memorable moments and stuff if you do all that and make it look a little bit better everyone's going to be thrilled. And that's why, yes, it's going to exceed expectations unless it's broken as fuck. Yeah. If it comes out and there's a giant game-breaking bug and da-da-da-da-da and it's... It, yeah, I don't think it will be. I don't I, either. I don't either. And I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think, you know, so I want to re- like I want to almost reestablish like what I'm saying because I, I don't know that... I don't know that Fallout 4, because it's it's not on as many consoles as Call of Duty could that's pound for thing. pound beat it. But I wonder if console per console it's going to be it's gonna be able to beat it. In other words, PS4 to PS4, Xbox One, Xbox One, PC to mm. PC, especially PC. Um, because the modding community, you know, so the reason I'm saying this, the reason I'm being so bullish about, about, uh, fallout is just based on the numbers we're seeing for these other random fucking games. Like dying light sold millions of copies, Mm -hmm. you know, Witcher three sold millions and millions of copies. Yep. So it's, it's, so these are like these open world, vast nonlinear games are like what people are hungry for. Combine that with the fact that they smartly, as I yeah, I did predict it, and I, and and I'm I'm so happy it was true that Fallout would be announced at E3 and come out by the end of the year. This abbreviated schedule that keeps pounding you in the fucking face because it's not like they announced it 18 months ago and they're like, all right, and that's it. And then a year later they're like, okay, let's talk about it. And everyone's like, I forgot this was even really yeah. happening. This has been on everyone's radar since the moment it happened because it was always already on the horizon. Like you saw a little pit boy kind of riding on on the hill and he was kind of real, you know getting already real close to you. So. I think that this game is just going to slaughter. So, mm-hmm. I mean, one of my major predictions is that Fallout 4 is going to fucking kill. Like, yeah. it's like I don't know what the numbers are going to be. All I know is that the big franchises like Call of Duty are A, going to have fucking crazy competition this year from the likes of Battlefront and Halo. And that you're going to see, you see plateauing numbers that I think this year are actually going to start to fall. I would not be surprised if year over year this is the, the Call of Duty actually sells less than mm-hmm. Call of Duty did last year. If that's true... Battlefront kills, Halo kills, there's only so much time in the day, Fallout's a different kind of game, I can see Fallout 4 being 
the champion. And the thing about it, like, you know what I mean? The fact that what we've seen was so brief is that, like, you know, today on Conor Greg Live, or, yeah, it was Conor Greg Live, somebody asked us, right, like, are we excited to, are, how much time do you think you're going to put into building out your settlements and stuff? And it was literally one of those things, like, who the fuck knows? We've seen it for two seconds. I have mm-hmm. no idea what that feels like. There's so much beyond the start screen in that game that I don't know what I'm getting into, and that's what's so exciting about it. That's yeah. why I think it'll be easily over your expectations. And unlike Call of Duty or or even Halo or even Battlefront, Fallout 4 is going to sell for years. So it's it's another mm. one of those, like the burn on Fallout 3 must be so extraordinary. Like they must just look at their their ledger every month and be like, I can't believe this game still is selling like this. They must, I mean, they must literally sell like 50, 100,000 copies of that game still a month. Yeah. You have to assume like, like, you know, you have to just assume that it's, that's just an assumption, but you have to assume that that's just one of those games that, it just won't go away. It's like Oblivion or or Skyrim. Yeah, mm-hmm. these games sold extremely well, and I think people underestimate the hunger for these kinds of games. So, so that's one of my major predictions is that everyone's like, I've been talking about like Tomb Raider and Fallout, how um, Fallout's going to cannibalize Tomb Raider, and everyone's like, you know, different audiences, and, and even Aaron Greenberg said that, and I agree to that to a sense. But the, but Tomb Raider is the least of your fucking worries. It's obviously going to destroy Tomb Raider. The 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 question is, what is it going to do to the major players around it? Yeah, and how will those major players affect Call of Duty? Mm-hmm. Um. In, an, in, an, in a situation where I think people are increasingly now suffering from Call of Duty fatigue, I think that you're going to start to see it. And, and I'm, I'm, it's not earned on a game-by-game game basis because I think the games are great. It is earned on a just like shoving it down your throat basis. Yeah. The other game we're going to see, uh, see Ride or Die is, is, is Assassin's Creed, which is already mm, out. Yeah. And I'm really interested to see how that game does because mm-hmm. uh, I just don't feel like anyone cared about that game. Well, critically, it's interesting to see how Assassin's Creed and Halo are doing, and they're both getting you know really good reviews. Do you think that Call of Duty is going to kind of stay on trend? And get oh, I'm the sure same? Call of Duty is going to get great scores because it's a great game. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's going to be a great game. I have no doubt about that. But a lot of great games come out, and when you when you look at your shelf and you're like, Jesus Christ, I have eight Call of Duty games on my shelf from eight years, and I don't have time. Oh, and Battlefront's coming out. I'm real excited about Star Wars. And oh, and Halo game, a new Halo game is out and I can get my shooter fixed there. And then you just see this one beacon that's totally different than everything around it. And uh, that works to its benefit, man. Yep. You know, absolutely. 100%. They could have released that game the same day as Call of Duty and it would have done just as well, I think, mm-hmm. because it, it because that really is a different game. I think you're going to see that everything we just talked about. I think you'll see Tomb Raider totally struggle, not turn big numbers. And I think the same thing for Just Cause 3. Mm. I think the fact that it's coming out after Black Friday hurts it as usual. I think it's going to be an awesome game. You guys have done Let's Plays with yeah. it. I've watched a lot of it's footage so and much stuff. Fun. It's cool and it's fun, but I remember that being the co- that's what we talked about for Just Cause 2 as well. And Just Cause 2 came out at an awkward time as well where it just didn't get it had a, it has its following, but it yeah. didn't get big. This is another game that's not going to get big. Not that it'll be bad by any means. I'm totally stoked for it. I do. I, I disagree with you in the sense that I don't think Just Cause 3 is going to be like the sales darling or anything like that. I do think, and I was talking to the guys about, you know, to the guy when we went to do the Let's Play, I was like, you know, I think that the conventional wisdom of not releasing games in December is wrong. And that if you can get your game out early in December, you're probably okay. Black Friday is one thing, but people aren't looking for new video game software that just came out on Black Friday, in my opinion. I mean, like, what are you going to save? Like two dollars on it? Like, there's an MSRP on the game. But that's they have what to charge a certain amount of for. That's what parents are looking for. Sure, but what they're looking for those days is like hardware. Can I get thirty dollars off the hardware if I do this, that, or the other mm-hmm. thing? Like, the game's going to cost sixty dollars. No one's going to walk into a into you know a store unless the, unless the companies want to eat it because games have to be sold at a certain price. I mean, that's you know there there are like rules about those kinds. of Sure, things. but there's Black Friday deals on games all the time. No, I understand that, but what I'm saying is that. If Just Cause had come out a week before Black Friday, they're really going to cut $20 off of a brand new game. Like, this seems like it it lets it exist mm-hmm. on its own, and everything's already out. And then by December, 
Fallout comes out November 10th. A lot of people might be straight up done with that game by, by December 1st and, sure. and and maybe even before that. But that's when I think you start working your way backwards on what you've missed, your Tomb Raiders, your Battlefronts, what's happening here. Mm-hmm. I mean, like what you're talking about, keep in mind, too, I'm talking critically and for game of the year. Like we saw this with Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3 came out in December. Mitch banged the drum. This game is awesome. You guys need to talk about it. We need to do it. Da 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 da. And like, yeah, we'll get to it. I have a million other things to get to it. And by the time we got to it, Game of the Year had already been voted for. And you're like, fuck, this was a great game. And he game. was right. Yep. And it, des- it deserved at least a nomination. I'm pretty sure I got snubbed on nomination front. Yeah. Because we had had weeks with these other games that were like, these are fucking great. And I'm yeah. not saying those games sucked in comparison to Far Cry, but it's like Far Cry got the short and the stick there. And that's mm-hmm. where I think it, it's this giant thing of like, where do you think this game's going to go? Yeah, but but that isn't the problem of the consumer, right? Like they, they don't, no one cares about if it gets a Game of the Year nomination or not, or like that's the problem of the publisher and, and maybe the maybe the outlets. The The fact is it's, it's the same conventional wisdom that was bucked with Dying Light. Like no one thinks that a game should be released in January, even early February, although February is becoming more in vogue. But like releasing a game in the middle of January is like suicidal, yet it wasn't. And and so I think that, you know, it's like the original Jack and Daxter came out like two weeks before Christmas and it was and, and people loved it. So it's it's not like there's yeah. no precedent for it. I do think that people have to spread the calendar out a little bit more. I understand sure. that there's a sales imperative on getting like the, the game to market and getting parents to buy mm-hmm. and giving them time to shop and all that kind of stuff. But I, I do think know. things think are changing yeah. too with like the Black Friday stuff because Black Friday isn't as big of an event as it used to be now that the internet exists. Sure. And now that Amazon's a thing and now that Best Buy online has better deals than Black Friday deals. And people, parents are used to buying online now. You know, parents are used to buying their Christmas presents, having them shipped to them, and, and that's it. So I do think that it's more different this year than it's ever been. And I think that it's just going to continue to get more and more different than that. So. I, I agree, though, that it's like it's a weird time period to put out a game. But I think that because it's alone, it at least has a, a chance. Yeah, it'll be the biggest game in December. And that's a weird thing to say. But it's I really just don't believe that people go and wait online for eight hours to get into Walmart to buy a, a, a $60 game for $50. That's not what people are like. That might be a supplemental purchase, but they're, they want a TV. They want a fucking PS4. They want an Xbox One. I don't they think want Black, a computer the Black Friday or a things about the deals, though, because I, I think that Black Friday is just when people are there shopping as well. Hey, like, I need your people... Christmas list. I'm going shopping tomorrow. Yeah. That's what and I'm so talking it's like about. The people that are waiting in line are a totally different crowd than the people that are going at 4 p.m. on Thursday. Who the fuck leaves at their house on, a, on Black Friday, man? So many fucking oh, people. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I, Everyone I in the middle of the country. I haven't gone out on a Black Friday since 1998. Why did I go out on Black Friday in 1998? To get that DualShock controller for my PS1. Why did I do that? I want to play Metal Gear. And you know what? It all worked out fine. I also got a little green vest that day <laughs> that I wore that I really liked. Like just a vest to wear alone, or was it like it was like it was like it was a it was like a, a fleece vest. Oh, okay, like North Face. Kind yeah, of stuff. exactly. Okay, okay. I'm. I remember that day really well for some reason, but I remember going into the mall and being like, "Why am I here?" And I was in ninth grade. I was like, "Why yeah. am I here?" What the fuck is going on here? And I was like, "I need this controller. Just get the hell out of here." But then I was with my sisters and her friends, and I was like, oh, "You see the REI stores thing." No. That they refuse to open on. They're closed. They're closing. Oh. They're not opening any store on Black Friday. They're paying all their employees for the day, and they're just saying go outdoors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Black Friday is imba- like I, I got to be honest with you. Black Friday is fucking embarrassing. But we but we should changing, actually, man. We should save that for for game over, Greg. Okay. That's as much as I am into market capitalism and, and consumerism. That is fucking nuts. Like mm-hmm. people running amok, fighting each other. That's the best part about Drudge Report on fucking Friday night every Black Friday is that they just have a compilation all of all the videos. Fucking killed or like, yeah. into a door. it's like holy shit. Like is it is it really worth your humanity? <laughs> For to like save two hundred dollars, that's the whole problem. Is when it escalates, because in when it's just let's line up and get a great deal. Well, I've lined up for consoles. That's fun, but yeah, it's when they all run and people are getting thrown into poles and hurt. And then like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like, do you know the internet exists? 
Exactly. I mean, that's the thing is like I haven't been Black Friday shopping in years. Actually, I don't know if I ever right, save actually, it, save it, save it. Yeah, we are getting now. We're just talking about Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's our great game over, Greggy show. Yeah, Ken, okay. Put it in the ledger. Go, going back to, to the predictions and stuff, though, going to Nintendo, I want to talk about something that is interesting to discuss right now, because tomorrow they're going to announce the uh, the mobile game. I want to right. predict that <laughs> by the time you guys hear this, our predictions will be correct or wrong. So, Colin, what do you, what do you think it's going to be? Do Mario. We, you think it's Mario? Do you think we're going to get a release date? <clears throat> yes. Um, and do you think it'll be this year? Yes. Um, I think that they said it would be this year. Not in the most recent announcement, but I thought the assumption was that they would try to get their first game out by the end of the year. I don't know if they're going to still stick to that, but I believe mm-hmm. that's, that's what, they, what said. they said. when they first talked right. about the DNA stuff. So I think that it's a Mario game. You have to assume... I don't know, man. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if it's like a side scroller. I wouldn't be shocked if like they're really trying to figure out to like the first game that comes out of DNA with this Nintendo DNA deal must be something that shifts the paradigm, right? It must be something that's not predictable. It can't be an M- Mario. If it's a Mario Endless Run or something, it's like just enough. It's it's the two things that I think about that would be fucking absurd for them to do in a good way is a to even either have a comp a competent Mario side scrolling mm-hmm. game that you can really play and it works even though a lot of people aren't going to want to play core gamers because it's not tactile and doesn't have controls, something like that. The bigger thing would be if it was a Pokemon yeah. game. Yeah. Now, the thing with Pokemon <clears> is... They already got the other Pokemon game. Uh, well, they're working on uh, Pokemon Go. But in addition to that, recently, like this week, we saw that Game Freak acquired um, some mobile developer or whatever to like work on stuff. So I think it's a little early to get a Pokemon announcement. That's so obvious, right? Like, Although, my God. just Because uh, the, the core Pokemon JRPG style, the way the game's played and the way you interf- interface with the game would work fine It would phone. work. It would work totally fine on You don't need phone. it to be there's, on a, Exactly. There's no game. reason that, that you have to have a, D, a, a D-pad or buttons to play that game mm-hmm. as it stands right now. And that's so obvious. And the fact that they haven't done, they didn't do that years ago. I understand that they don't want to cannibalize, obviously, the sales of their, or, mm-hmm. of their hardware. But 3DS is dying, um, as we saw today. Um and with their financials, series, their financials, one and a half million Wii U sold in six months, something like two or three, two and a half or three million 3DSs. So it's 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 definitely time to shove, shove that away. And I think the NX will solve that problem. We're gonna have something very vibrant and unique with them on that front. But Pokemon, a real Pokemon game, not a bullshit Pokemon game, a yeah. real Pokemon game on iOS and Android would sell millions and millions and millions and millions of units, and it, you could charge $30 with it, and it will still sell millions and millions and millions of units. So yeah. that, I think, is the ultimate goal. If they come out, though, Tim, and they have this like very generic fucking microtransaction-laden nonsense that is just a, a, a reskin of something they've already done, it's the beginning of the end of that initiative being relevant to yep. core gamers. They have to come out immediately and get the core gamer the nintendo fan yeah i mean here do you think that'll happen because i don't i don't think i think it's entirely possible really yeah oh man it's so here's the thing it's not likely based on what dna does Uh it is likely based on what nintendo does and for them to get together it i just don't imagine that awada and those and those guys when awada you know you know you know rest in peace awada because i mean he you know he's he's deceased now but he didn't you know make this deal and I just find it hard to believe that a man from a software background that made great games like Kirby that has hardcore sensibilities that really brought hardcore gaming sensibilities and maintained them for Nintendo for so long would then go to a mobile game company and sell out to them Mm -hmm. instead of them selling out to Nintendo. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Like, yeah, DNA in my mind, DNA has no power in this relationship and Nintendo has all the power. If we see something different then that rec that, that suggests that the power dynamic between these two companies is different than that and uh 
is it the is the imperative on them to make something free and something accessible to everyone and something that's microtransaction laden and just and just soaking the land with it or is it is their goal to prove that Nintendo can be viable really viable on this platform with Nintendo games is it going to be a Nintendo game I don't think those DNA things game? are mutually exclusive though I mean I think in the sense of like winning over the the, the core gamers and stuff it is but I I think that uh, a microtransaction thing where it is free to everybody and like the, if the microtransactions make sense I don't think that that's a wrong answer people get upset about mobile gaming being that way but w- if done right for something like Pokemon I don't think that that's the wrong answer um, would I prefer paying $30 and getting just a game that I don't need to deal with any of the bullshit definitely but I don't I, I would be shocked if that would happen like I don't think that that's even a possibility like there's almost no reason to do that when they could be making so much more money just simply having the option for the microtransactions and shit. Well, could they? I mean, the question is, say you have a free, say you have a dollar game and mm-hmm. it's a endless runner Mario game. Yeah. And you sell 20 million. So you make $20 million, right? I mean, that's gross. Obviously it's not net. Or you make a Pokemon game and you charge $20 for it and you sell a million copies of it. It's the same difference. So it really is monetarily. So it really is, a matter of like what what the intent is and i don't know i don't mm-hmm. know what the intent is is the intent to stay relevant is the intent to really pierce the japanese market which is very mobile centric in core gaming much more so than the than the west i don't know what their intent is we'll find out what their intent is when mm-hmm. this game's announced and obviously this is going to be such an old conversation by the time people yeah. hear it but but i i i don't want nintendo to sell out like that that's not they won't that's not what they're going to do that's <sighs> that's so crazy that you really just straight up think they won't I mean, it's going to be a Nintendo game. It's going to be a Mario game, period. Like, mm-hmm. it has to be. Like, that's your first mobile game's got to be Mario. I think it'll borrow ideas from what DNA does, but it's got to be Nintendo through and through, right? And that's what they, they've talked about. If not, yeah, it's totally fucked. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, to what your point is, yeah, I mean, like, to bring it to cell phones and get this Japanese audience that has great memories of Nintendo but doesn't care too much about the handheld over their phones, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's, yeah. it's exciting. Very, it's very, very interesting. very excited about yeah, this. I'm super interested. Um... The other thing is, so they announced that there's going to be a direct before the end of the year, the first direct that since uh, Iwata. And what do you think will be announced for that? Do you think that they'll just be talking about 2016 stuff, or do you think we'll be getting in 2015? I, I well, I think that it'll be uh, kind of con- confirming that Zelda's still on Wii U. That you know they, although they've really insinuated that it is. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious that it's still going to be a Wii U game. Maybe it'll be both, but it's going to be one. Uh, that they that they the Zelda games coming maybe they date it um Star Fox maybe dated maybe a few 3DS games in there Star Fox for sure dated. um and uh no mention of NX you will I, I you will not hear about that console until E3 mm-hmm. I, I really I really believe that I think it, this is them saying like we're here Awada is past we're still gonna do this here are some new cast of characters that you need to know here are the games that are coming out for Wii U. We appreciate that even though the console is struggling mightily, it's not even past 11 million units, which is like abysmal mm-hmm. um, for how long it's been on the market. Um, everything's fine. These games are in operation and they're, and they're, and, and they're, and they're, they're they work and yeah. it's good. Everything's gonna be great. See you in E3. You I know? think we'll get, I think we'll get a, a smash bros update, some form of DLC. I think. Oh, interesting. With new characters. Um, if I had to put bets down, I'd say the Splatoon. Inkling. Ah, that's a good point. I think they'll put that out and try to like push. Because I think it'd be dumb for them to not use Smash as a way to promote their other games. Like they yep. did that for so long leading into it coming out where it's like whenever Sonic Lost Worlds announced. And so it's like, oh, Sonic's in Smash. And like they kept kind of doing that. And it's like now that Smash exists, they can just keep keep doing that. So why not push Splatoon again for the holiday season yeah. and all that stuff? Um, 
I like that we're getting a Mario Maker update in a couple days. I don't think we'll get more by the end of the year, but it, it could be cool. It's almost a two million sold now. <sighs> it's awesome. Um, the the bigger question for me though is looking forward to when you're talking about Zelda. Like, I hope that you're wrong and that they don't mention Zelda at all, and then eventually they're just like, it is just an X. They can't. I I, I want I want that too. I really do, and I think that maybe it's disappeared off the face of the planet because they are porting it. Yep. But they can't do that to the Wii U audience. If I was a Wii U owner, I'd be fucking furious. See, if they I'm did a that. Wii U and owner, and but I'm there's just only like, 11 million of you. But I'm just like, please, just say fuck you to me. Like, just do this right. Launch with that shit. Like, this is a. Th- we need to, a win to be able to move forward. You know what I mean? We need to make it so that when we have these conversations, Nintendo's not a fucking joke. So it's like, launch with a goddamn Zelda game. Don't make it a port. Just launch. That's it. You want that Zelda game? You need to get that shit. You know, you're not gonna be happy with when it's cross-platform. No, I mean, and that's the thing is, it's just like I know that I'm saying this, and this is probably not a popular opinion, but it's like we've got great games on the Wii U. Like people would argue how many we got. Like I think that there's more than enough to make the Wii U worth buying. Yeah, cool. Let's leave there. Yeah, we were promised this Zelda game, but it's like I don't know. At this point, I'd rather Nintendo succeed. I'd rather them start doing things right to everybody. My thing with even if they like leave it on the Wii U so they don't piss off people, put it on the NX. So they they have a reason to buy the NX. So I have a reason to buy the NX. I have a Wii U, but I'm still going to buy an NX at launch if it's awesome and has cool games. Yeah, the NX. I'm in on the NX if it's cool. Regardless of whether it comes on Wii U or not, it's still going to be a port from the Wii U. It's not like they stopped and went back and started all fresh with the Zelda game, right? The Zelda game started on the Wii U, and I'm sure they were like, oh, fuck, this is screwed. Let's mm-hmm. put it on the next one. And then they are right back to where they were with Twilight Princess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, we don't know what that X is, so it's like kind we of do. A, it's this, and right. it's it's it a hybrid system. Yeah. And we know it's and we know it's going to give it to you. It's going to give it to you <laughs> mm-hmm. in yeah. handheld and console fashion. Yeah, I hear the the one conundrum because everyone assumes that this might be like a Twilight Princess situation is that I don't think Zelda is going to come out in the fall. I think Zelda is going to be so- done way sooner than that. So the only the only question is, assuming it's a Wii U game still, that the game's April May. Like I, I like maybe the summer, like at the very, you know, like, like really? Yeah. And, and I think that remember that this game was already delayed. Like this game was supposed to be out by now. So the delay either is because they're, you have to assume sending it to NX, but then if the NX comes out in say the fall 2016, and I don't really believe that that console is coming out next year, but, but if it does, that'd be great. I'd be very excited about that. I'd love to see Nintendo get back in the game. Then do they hold Zelda? Is if Zelda's done for Wii U, do they release it on Wii U in like May and then they release a port at launch for NX? Do they do they do the GameCube thing where they release it at the same time, even though one probably is already done? Like there's a lot of weird questions that I, I don't know. They have a conundrum with this game. Because mm-hmm. I agree that it's an important game, but there's the here's the thing about this. Twilight Princess did really well. Really well. Uh Skyward Sword sold moderately well, but I think people overestimate how well Zelda does. Um and like as far as I remember, we saw about I think Uncharted three outsold Skyward Sword, which is incredible, because you always assume Zelda would push pillar of the industry. Million, but it doesn't it doesn't sell that like that. It's like a m- more extreme version of of what we say with Metroid, where Metroid just doesn't sell that well. We want a Metroid game, and it's like not a system yeah. seller. I do think, by the way, Metroid will be a, a launch game for NX. Um, that I do one hundred percent believe. That's cool. Now, um, and I think it's a retro game and all that. But with with this particular game, they have a conundrum because it's like, okay, Zelda's a compelling game for launch for people that will already buy the system. So they have to play a little... There's a calculus here. There's, there's risk-taking that has to be involved here. You don't want to fuck Wii U. The Wii U audience, those are the only reliable people that will buy the new console. Yeah. Maybe. 
You know, the, the, the Nintendo core audience has shrunk to such a degree that they cannot take anything for granted anymore. Um, so you have, it's a delicate dance, man. I would not be surprised if there's a major backlash on them if this game's not on Wii U. And I, and I would personally be, pre- be pretty pissed if I bought a Wii U and this game was promised to me and I saw this game multiple times and it was talked about multiple times and they just move it off the system. I just think that's disingenuous and I don't think the Nintendo's going to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, my ca- the counter argument would be that's how you feel, right? And I think that the Nintendo fan now, it's still there and it's still hardcore and it's still buying Amiibos hand over fist because they love Nintendo. I don't know if they'd be that upset. I, mean, I like what I'm I saying say, is I have I, the Wii U out there. I wouldn't care. Whatever. Not only would okay. I not be upset, I want that, but I don't think it's going to happen because you're right. There will be people that are upset, and of course, the worst part is the people that wouldn't buy it either way are going to be the most upset, and they're yeah, going to be super loud. About you'll it. never know. You'll never know. I mean, it's it's the same. You're right. I mean, Amiibo sell so well. I don't even own a Wii U. We use our, we I use your Wii U, but um, I have Amiibo because I like those characters. Whatever. So it, it's hard to gauge like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what is the temperature of the Nintendo fan base right now. Like what is the what is a Nintendo fan? What does that even mean right now? Wii U owners, there's not many of them. You know, they're like the Vita owners of Nintendo. Like the Vita owners are like the most hardcore, really, the PlayStation audience. Like the core of the core of the core of the PlayStation audience. I look at the, the Wii U audience is that why? Why I look at the 3DS, which is sold about five times better than Wii U, as like the more proliferated, um, the more proliferated piece of hardware. And I just don't think you want to tr- like PlayStation knows that the Vita audience butters their bread in a major way, not on Vita, but just generally in that ecosystem. And I yeah. think Nintendo might look at. Wii U owners and being like, I know there's not, we know there's not many of you, but you're the ones. You're the ones that have, the attach rate of Mario Kart is one for every two consoles. Yeah. That is unfucking heard of yeah. for a game that didn't come bundled in with every console. You know what I mean? So, and even like Animal Crossing, the like weird ones selling super yeah, well. Yeah, sold two million units. So there's, they're there. The they're out one. there. You know, you yeah. just got to treat them. It's, just, it's a very tenuous situation because Nintendo fans, I know because I was a Nintendo I was a Nintendo fan for a very long time, and I call myself as I've, I've joked around a reformed Nintendo fan. But as Greg knows, because Greg and I were just start became friends at this time, I lied to myself for years about the Wii, and I know what and I and there's a, a significant amount of Stockholm syndrome in this audience right now, and they just need something that is authentically awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. So give them two things that are authentically awesome: that fucking Zelda game on Wii U and that console, you know. Mm-hmm. Give them two fucking awesome things. We'll I want see. I want Nintendo fans to triumph in 2016. Me too. And I want to come back oh, into I want the fold. So bad. I want all of I'll this. pretend like I was never gone. It'll piss everyone off. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> Remember that Bayonetta 2, man? Hell oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm coming <laughs> down with this goddamn Wii Sports shit forever. <laughs> okay, we're back. It's another day. You guys didn't know this was going to happen, but we're all changed. I have a haircut. It Things have good. happened. Thank you. They went real deep. I like that. Yeah. Balls deep. I'm pretty, pretty happy about it. They usually don't go this deep. Yeah. I'm like, no, Tim, we're not going that deep. But. What we're doing here is we're adding on to this topic because we're predicting things like the Nintendo announcement that yesterday we were going to say is going to happen tomorrow, but today it happened ironically yesterday well, because of how time ahead. zones yeah. work. Right, 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 right. right. But no, but, uh, it, the conversation organically went to that point, and then it's like, well, let's not stop. But then it was like, well, let's stop and talk about what happened. Yeah. So what? So the Mario game that we both thought would happen totally happened? Uh, No. Damn it! My God. So did you see what happened, Colin? I saw the name of it. Oh, I saw that. I saw that they announced like a cloud save system, and then they yeah. announced oh, like what is a, the name of it? I think it's called. It's it's probably Me? the worst name. Oh, the game. The game. I don't know. You're the host. It's up to you yeah. to figure that out. No, I need to. I need to figure this out. Hold on. <laughs> I think um, it's Nintendo Joe. No, it's definitely not that. It is Brain Age. Me Me Tomo is the is Me the name. Me Tomo. It is. It looks like like Tomodachi Life, but just on a phone. Yeah, <laughs> and like more simplistic. 
<sighs> and with these and stuff, and yay. There you go. It's free. Um, it's a communication thing. They want people to be able to communicate using their phones. Okay. Oh, no. Novel, novel yeah. uh, idea. Um, Text messages. Other puzzle pieces? Phone calls. Uh, no. So, but that's the thing. Is like yesterday when we were talking about the, or even in this topic, when we were talking about the predictions and stuff, I thought it was going to be something like this. I thought it was going to be free, just like 3DS Street Pass type stuff. Like, all right. And this is what it is. No fucking Mario. No Zelda. No Pokemon. No, nothing so that I think so anyone stupid. really cares I about. Didn't, I really didn't believe that Nintendo would sell their soul to the, to to uh, this line of games and this this way of merch. It know, seemed of, like uh, they were shit. getting it. It's, it's se- so we talk weird. about NX it? and we talk about yeah. them slowing down and we I talk know, about see, I don't this. Think it did. We talk I think about them finally taking their properties and put them on mobile devices. I yeah. thought you guys were crazy for thinking that we were getting that. Well, we like to believe in the good in people, oh, not just I the horrible. I like to hope for the good in people, but this is this is a perfect example of like where where their heads at right now. Are they building towards something great? Yeah. Will there be awesome mobile games announced next year? Hopefully, maybe. There's no reason right to believe now. that now. Yeah, I know. Well, the, I mean, they did. If this say, is what they're. If this is what they're coming out of the gate with. They said that in the next year. That well, first off, this got delayed. Yeah, it's, so it's not this year. Yeah. So pretty much everything we said yesterday. It's just... Well, no, 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 no. To that point, they did say the game was coming out this year. No, and, I know. And then they said it was delayed yesterday. So that's not a. That's not an. Well, th- I know, but what I, my question what, that I was asked yesterday is, do you think it'll happen this year? Oh, I, I mean, I thought so because I didn't think that you know, making little baby games on baby phones was going to be this big of a deal. But apparently. It is a big deal to make a baby game on a baby phone, and they need time to make their baby games on their baby phone. So, uh, I I I just can't. I I didn't think when Nintendo married itself in some way to DNA. I really didn't think that they would do that with the the same old thing in mind. What I thought that they identified with DNA was this is a company that knows how to make money online. They might have a certain way of doing it. Maybe we have to make the games free and have microtransactions or whatever, just the way their games are. But certainly, they're going to make a game that right. that's up to Nintendo's standard. Surely they'll. Make a game that's up to Nintendo's standards if, if uh, Nintendo's name's on it. But if, so this is a scary thing. This this to me is uh, Nintendo. That is usually a company about. I'm not saying maybe this game, whatever the fuck it is, is going to be great. But Nintendo's always about quality. We always talk about how well at least their games are good. Well, can you say that now? Yeah. Well, to be fair though, but to be fair, people did like Tomodachi Life a lot. Yeah, people really did like. So it's like this isn't for us, but this is obviously for an audience that's really really big. So I don't know. It just. It's upsetting to me because this is not what I want. But what is cool, the good thing that they talked about was the My Nintendo account thing. That's finally a unified account across Wii U, 3DS. What's the NX, name of it? My Nintendo account. I, yeah, I think it's called Nintendo account or something like that. Like I think that's literally the name of it or something like that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the, the other problem right. is they like the good. way that they talked about it wasn't very clear because mm. um, they talked about something called My Nintendo and they also talked about something called New Nintendo account. So. It's a little confusing as to whether or not those are the exact, like, the same thing. I think they are. Like, I think it's just talking about things, referring to as new Nintendo accounts, just saying that it's not Club Nintendo. You know, it's now my Nintendo. But but can I change um, my Nintendo network ID? So it sounds like this kind of replaces that stuff. Okay. Like, it sounds like this is an account that then goes across all of that stuff so that you can sign into the, the Play Online or whatever. Um, and also, it hopefully will be, like, some form of trophy achievement system across games mm-hmm. where and they, they said that you can earn points based on buying the game and then also based on doing things in the game pay to win that uh yeah that you That's could true. uh download uh digital stuff or get physical rewards just like club nintendo was uh we'll see how it actually looks for north america because we usually got snubbed pretty it's good hard. they learned that lesson about you know confusing names with the wii and wii u and 
my Nintendo and Nintendo Club and I don't know. I don't this the, the whole thing. I was just reading about it very in a very cursory way yesterday when I was, you know, settling in for the night. And uh, I was just, I don't know. I was just I was surprised. I was just like I just can't believe Nintendo. To, uh, like this tells me that not that they've always had hardcore sensibilities because they haven't. I mean, I, I don't think Animal Crossing is a hardcore game, for instance. Um, this Tamodachi uh, game doesn't seem like it's hardcore at all. Um, but they've had these like hardcore sensibilities that kept, you know, their gamers, you know, no one, no, I don't really feel like any Nintendo fans like, man, this is exactly what I wanted. You know, I mean, this is, that's, uh, but that's not fair to say <clears throat> you can't say any Nintendo fan. Cause obviously the people that like those Nintendo games are thrilled about. This. Well, it's, the, it's like we were talking about with the 11 million, it's not even 11, it's 10, 10 and a half, 10.7 million people, whatever that own a Wii U though. That to me is like, that's your core, like your core, core, core audience. And like, is that really like the shit that they want? Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel bad for Nintendo fans, man. I really do. I, the question is, is this the is <laughs> this them pivoting trying to get the smartphone market rather than Nintendo fans? Are they trying to get the casual person who uses their phone? Hey, what's our most casual, approachable thing experience that people like that's super easy and weird to get into? Well, Tamagotchi life. They do have to that point, you know, because the, the mobile market's a, a trash heap that's on fire all the time and it's never been extinguished and only gets worse. Um, but there are a few companies that can like elbow their way in and actually have prominence and be seen just based on money and, and relationships. I mean, if Nintendo goes to Apple and is like, we want, you know, prominent placement for this game, they're going to get it. Um, and so they're one of the, to that point, they are one of the few companies that could enter that very crowded, very bullshit, very dog eat dog market and actually prevail and make a lot of money. DNA makes a lot of money doing it. So, um, that is a good point, but I just, it's like the, I really feel like that dilutes your brand and stuff like that. It would have been so cool for them to take advantage of. You know, they always, they, even though they, they, they sometimes fail, they do push tech forward in their own unique way with motion or with mm-hmm. whatever. And it would have been cool for them to say, like, listen, we really think this could be a viable platform that can play real games. And, you know, I just don't understand why they're leaving all of these obvious ideas on the table to do, like, you know, rehashed ideas or social ideas or whatever. It's like, just make games. You know, this is what you do. Like, everyone's yeah. like, everyone wants your games on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One because they respect the shit out of you as a publisher and a, a creator of games. And uh, I know what it's like. If I was a Nintendo fan, I'd be real scared about this particular initiative now because if this is the way they're coming out of the gate, then it doesn't show that they really give a shit about, and again, I'll say it, about a core Nintendo fan. I, mm-hmm. I just, that's not a core Nintendo game. And that's not, I don't care how well it's sold. That's not, you know, it doesn't mean anything. It, it's it's other than like some money on your ledger, and that doesn't mean anything to fans of games that you know people that play the games. So I don't know. It, it was it was weird. I, I really thought for sure that they were gonna really blow us away because I I've seen a Nintendo the last year or year and a half that really seems to understand what's going on and trying to fix it. And it's hard to turn a battleship. You know, it takes time. You got to like start turning the wheel and be patient and wait for the ship to turn. And so I thought that that's the process we were in and like. Some of these things were a little weird to me. See, I look at this, and I, I think that this is just, it's all getting ready for the future. And I think that this is them not coming out of the gate. This is them just being like, all right, it's, we're going to be doing stuff. This is not the announcement we want to make. Which, why even say anything? I don't know. But this isn't the first Nintendo thing on the App Store, like on mobile phones. There's been, like, Pokemon stuff before, that, you know, and none of them too substantial. But there was the Pokemon trading card game uh, game that, that straight up just came out of nowhere. And like that's Game Freak, so it well, is a little bit different. That's but. kind of the point, though, right? Came out of nowhere. This was the thing that they announced. They deliberately talked about this partnership. We have they, this many games. We're yeah. going to be going out. We're partnering with these guys. We're making mobile games. Yeah, yeah. but Which I mean, made I think it sound that, different. I I do think that you know they talked about um, coming out with it this year, and then it got delayed. So this, all of this, I think is just is this how I would have done it? No. But I do think that I'm still looking forward to what the other games are. They are making other games. And I'm now said, looking forward to every announcement. Uh-huh. Every time they're like, we got a new announcement, I'm like, oh, 
Uh-huh. Can't wait to see what this trash is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever, What's going to happen it's... this time? How's the internet going to react? I mean, well, the, the internet reaction to this is, like, hilarious to me. Yeah? Didn't, didn't react. Yeah. No one gives a shit. You know, and you walked in today no before cares. we sat down to do the show, and you're like, "Yeah," and well, and we got—I don't know how we want to handle the update. I was like, "Oh, right, has it not happened yet?" And you're like, "No, it happened." I'm like, "Oh, I've seen no one talk about this on the yeah, internet." But the audience, but the, the internet would have cared if it was something that was aimed at the people on the internet that care about Nintendo. That's right. the whole fucking point. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, if they if they really like actually announced something that anyone cared about, I mean, it's the, making the point. You know, like, sure, it's gonna people are gonna play it. Yeah, we want to com- be social and communicate with games. Where it was like, all right. Well. Yeah. You guys make games that are great. Can we have one of those, maybe? Yeah, that'd be nice. I don't know. I I just I just I feel for Nintendo fans, man, because I I I know what that's like to just hold on and sure and like look around, and be like, it's got to get better than this, right? It's got to get better than this. And I still have a lot of hope in the NX, but then again, you know, I don't know. We'll you know I, I want will the, X really give it to us? Well, we now, now we are questioning: Is X going <laughs> to give it to us? It's just it's just I know these are like small announcements in the grand scheme of things, and it's but like it's easy to you know it's not it, it's it's all conjecture, but it's you can read into some of this stuff and just be like, okay, this is disappointing. This is bringing you know we're turning we're, the ship's turning. Like just let it turn and 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 you know I I wanted this announcement to be something really cool. I almost I almost really believe that they were going to really do something paradigm shifting for themselves and for maybe that for the Nintendo audience and for people that own phones and stuff like that and be like, we want to make hardcore games on this thing, you know? And I thought that would have been cool. And I understand they don't want to cannibalize the 3DS, but guess what? The 3DS is dying too. So, you know, the NX, whatever that is, can, can rectify that situation. I know they don't want to cannibalize their hardware, but it's the same thing we talk about with Xbox putting games on PC and Xbox 360, right? Or Xbox One. Where it's like, yeah, you don't. What what's what's the economic reality of doing that right. and stuff like that? But I I don't know. I I just think it's a it's a weird move. And maybe maybe the second or third game will be like a hardcore game. But that mm-hmm. you know you set a cadence, you set a rhythm uh, with your first announcement. And yeah, no, it's weird. I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying that the game itself is going to be bad. I'm sure it's going to be a very quality game. It's just it's not the the formula that I was hoping that they would follow. It's not the first step you wanted. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean maybe yeah maybe people in Japan are really excited about it. Like I, I that's don't a good point too. That it is probably trying to but, aim at them. But uh. DNA being a well-established Japanese company, but um, I mean, it's I, definitely I, aimed towards them. Yeah, if, but I mean, if you look at it, it's it's the most Japanese thing ever. But like I'm, I'm, but, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a little insight though, right? The Nintendo Salvation isn't in Japan, and no gaming company's Salvation is in Japan. PS4, they just announced PS4 sold 29.3 million units, of which maybe one and a half million of them were sold in Japan. So it's it's like you know you gotta look outside of that country in order to um, satiate a, a, an audience, a, a much bigger audience of gamers that really want to engage with your stuff. And, and spend I, and money. S- and Sony realized that for the first time, really. Yep. That's um, what, I mean, the reason PlayStation 4 is so successful is because they turned around and they looked at everybody and were like, we're doubling down on gamers. We don't, this is, this. yeah, sure, it plays Netflix. Yeah, it does all that crap you care about. Let's talk about games. Let's talk about nuts and bolts. I'm talking about that February presentation. It, we understand it was hard to develop for the PlayStation 3. This one won't be that. This is going to be easy to port your games. This is how it's looking. We want to make games. We want to do games. We want to make games. And that, that's the message people have responded to when, in reality, when you compare Xbox One and PS4 to each other, right? Like, is there one like leaps and bounds ahead of each other in terms of, you know what I mean? No, like you could go either way and have a great experience and be mm-hmm. great. But PlayStation was very clear with their message and bet on gamers and the gamers are there for them. Yeah. And that's what you, what we always talk about with NX is what we want, right? Is that they come back out and like, it's a hybrid machine and you can take your games on the road. You bring them back game, games, 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 not yeah. Tamagotchi life. Yeah. And, 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 and it's just, it's even, it's just simpler than that. It's just, it's like, you know, whether it was one and a half, two million, three million units, whatever PS4 sold in Japan, I don't think it's even that much at all. Um, 
there's a hundred million people there, and they're the lion's share of that Japanese company's Japanese machine is being sold in the West because they they understood what what needed to be done to to proliferate the brand. Yep. And so yeah, it's it's aimed at the Japanese market, and that's great. And there are a hundred million people with a hundred million cell phones in in Japan, and you know we we've both been there and several times, and you see, I mean, it's very it's very obvious that way that's the way people play games there, and you see three yeah. DSs. And it's a very mobile. Yeah. It is gaming it, place. So, it is. So that's it is. the difference where, when you're talking about PS4 and stuff. Where here, yeah, there's a lot more console stuff, but there it is handheld. Right. But even 3ds is is you know doing very well in Japan. But those 52 or 53 million units are not a lion share. Of those are not in Japan either. So the point is, is that you know they do have a market outside of um, of Japan that they should be looking at as well, very very closely because you know. Nintendo was a, a big deal with Famicom and with Game and Watch and all that kind of stuff in its own way in Japan, but it was you know the proliferation of the NES and the SNES and all these things that made it a, a obviously a global phenomenon. People in the West like these games and they like this brand and they have a they have a kindred connection to it. Yeah. So I just hope you know it's it's sad because it looks like we beat up on Nintendo a lot. Maybe we do, but there's no there are few companies I care about more too. Like where I want to I want to see this company just fucking shove a boot in someone's ass. I really do. <laughs> like I really do want to see it. And, you know, I hope, you know, NX is now, you know, the thing that I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what they do with it. And hopefully if this if this caters to the casual crowd, hopefully this will cater to like a, the antithesis of that. I hope NX is very much like the division where I can't wait to see it disappoint Colin. Yeah. I mean, to see him crushed and then the anger he will unleash on the Internet. If, if <laughs> NX, if NX is disappointing, it's another Wii U and all that kind of stuff, man. I am I am finished. Just fin- straight up finished. It's, I mean, I will never even talk about that company. It's going to be like until it's not. I don't believe it's going to be anything but disappointing to us. All right, moving on. So I read a really interesting article on this little website called IGN.com by oh, boy Mitch Dyer. I love Mitch Dyer. He's a good dude. So the article was entitled, Halo 5 Ads Lied to You. Okay. Mm, yeah, I know this one. Okay. Yeah. This Constant got kicked thing. around. Everyone started talking about what the game. The, 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 so here's my thing. I yeah. want to talk about the article, but I also want to talk about how ridiculous people's reaction to the article is. Sure. Because I just don't understand the the kind of reactions that it got. Here's the kind where of I came. Vicious uproar. My uproar was not vicious. I did not tweet. I did not yell. I did not scream. I saw it, and then I saw people discuss. You know, like I saw the headline. I saw people reacting to it that the ads lied to you and da da da. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks. Because I hadn't started it yet. I haven't mm-hmm. jumped in. I don't know what the story is going to be. And the story I have set up is Lock versus Chief. That's yeah. the thing. And so for this to be like it all lied to you, I'm like, oh, that's not really the story. I don't, okay, so they're not going to be friends immediately. I don't know the spoiler of what happened or where they're going or whatever, but the ads got me hyped based on the story. You know what I mean, if that makes sense? So then knowing that that's not really what it was, like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, but I mean, here's my thing. That's not Mitch's fault. No. Oh, I'm not mad at Mitch. Okay, well, what I'm saying is a lot of people are. Oh, people are mad about it. And that's the other thing is that people are acting like IGN is trying to, is like biased against Xbox, and this whole thing is like a shitting on Halo thing trust and us when we like, left they became decidedly unbiased <laughs> but it's like shitting on uh like the the marketing of it and it, that's different you know i think that's entirely different and it's a very valid thing to talk about and in terms of the spoilers yeah spoiling what's not in the game is spoiling the game but if you're being lied to this stuff should be presented to you right <laughs> okay we'll read the story uh, what's the what, right. i i because i didn't click on it. I, you know uh-huh. i mean i started halo last night and now i'm into it but i still haven't gotten to where the story falls apart in 180s. Gotcha. It's not so. That. This is it's it's a long article. I'm gonna just read read excerpts here. I'm gonna I'm gonna so there is do it. spoilers here, but they're spoiling just what's not in the game. So if you no, don't want to no hear touching. that, no touching. Prepare yourself. No touching. 
So most of the cinematic scenes you've seen for Halo tell a very different story than the game itself. The debut trailer for Halo for Xbox One, shown in E3 2013, has little resemblance to anything that happens in Halo 5 Guardians. The lonely uh, robed traveler wandering through a desert wasteland never shows up anywhere, even thematically. In fact, your squad is with you the entire way. This is a co-op campaign through and through. Nothing about this scene seems to matter to the main plot other than the existence of the winged guardian itself. So okay, there's that. So far, so good. Then, the most baffling piece of marketing is the commercial two-pack showing two separate perspectives of the same scene. You may remember Master Chief looking down on a dying lock, con- contrasting with an alternate scene that reverses the roles and shows a lock chastising a wounded John 117. Both scenes end with the implied execution in a ravaged city, whose last standing structure is a monument to Master Chief. Above, the infinity is smoldering in the sky, possibly singing towards the planet's surface. None of this happens in Halo 5. Not even close. And then they go through this whole two sides of the story and how like just a lot of that sure. stuff is just not what it seems. At okay. All. See, I, mean, I, I think it's just a bad headline. Because when I saw the headline, I assumed what we had seen leading up to this was not the story. I was assuming we were getting a Batman origin style twist. Where I thought, spoilers for Batman Origins, Batman Arkham Origins. <laughs> I thought, yeah, you're about to go play it when you get home, Kevin. Uh, I thought we were going through and we're getting this Black, ma- black Mask story, right? But really quick into that game, it's like, haha, no, it's all a Joker story. You're like, oh my God, this is awesome. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought that I'm waiting right now, playing it based on the headline, waiting for the other shoe to drop of Locke gets killed and it's just Chief. Or so, you know, or now they're immediately, like, we all know they're going to become friends and have to fight a greater f- force or whatever. I thought that was going to happen immediately or something like that. Uh-huh. That's not bad. I, now I understand. Now I understand what you're talking about. I would say the E320 whatever 2013 marketing sure. lied to you. Uh huh. They don't have to say all the marketing lied to you. But anyways, but, but I mean, but, but that's the thing though is I I do feel like this is a important conversation to have where marketing tools and stuff should it lie to you and to get you hyped and kind of just be something where it's like this stuff isn't in the game or movie or whatever. Yeah. Or does it? Are they promising you something? Are they promising that? But you're buying. Has this thing in it. Sure. You know? And it's like when you watch a movie trailer, movie trailers, and Mitch even makes this point, nowadays give away the whole movie. Sure. So it's like, would you rather that or would you rather them kind of tease you with the stuff that's just not in the game? Right. You know? And some things are just like in terms of thematic stuff, it makes sense where I didn't really expect the scenes of them killing each other to be in that game. How would that happen? I didn't expect the scene of Chief walking alone in the desert in his poncho to be in the game. But see, that to me is different. The the biggest change there is the fact that that's so old and technically that wasn't Halo 5. Yeah. That was back when it was just Halo. Yeah. Um, So things change and I get that. But that sets a tone for the game. That sets me being like, oh, this is different for Halo. This is something that I... I he never I, wears a poncho. But, but he's never like alone like that, never... And why sure. is he wearing armor and then a poncho? Yeah. Like, what's going on? It was his disguise. Man, he sense. But, but I do think that that <laughs> interested me and as somebody that loves Halo but isn't necessarily going to play every single Halo game that comes out. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And then now it's just, this is just, it's just Halo, you know? Yeah. And what you're talking about, the Arkham Knight stuff, like where it is just a huge twist or whatever, like, that's cool. But is this that? No, it isn't. That's what I'm saying. Is I thought what based on the headline, okay, I thought okay, it yeah, was, yeah. and I I was thinking about how mad I would be that if Arkham Origins story was spoiled that way. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now we're just talking about straight up the early marketing isn't what it turned out to be. Yeah. Does that matter? I don't think so. 
you've had how many? I, I, I'm having the exact opposite where we watched the trailer, launch trailer, and I was like, this is getting me hyped. And then last night we're doing the thing where we're falling through the sky and the Muse song should be playing, but it isn't. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I remember this. All right, cool. Yeah, Let's go yeah, shoot yeah. some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, games change all the time and evolve. I wouldn't, like you're saying, don't hold the sand and the poncho thing against them. Then the next one, I don't even remember the execution switcheroo kind of thing. But, but I mean, so that's the thing. That, that's, I think, a lot of people do. You know, sure. like the, especially the ones that are invested in this and like invested in the Halo lore and stuff and all the hunt the truth, like the whole hunter thing, the whole like you're hunting this thing. It's like that's not really the point of this game. And it's like that's crazy because that's all they've said. Hunt the truth. Hunt the fucking truth. And we're not hunting things. Like, are we hunting? I, was, I mean, like here's this is just the problem, I guess, is that for the first time in forever, I'm playing a game where I'm totally the guy we always talk about who doesn't read IGN or watch this does I, I I'm like oh halo I want to play this with my girlfriend I pick it up off the Walmart shelf and I come and play it so like hunt the truth like if you were to ask me what's hunt the truth mean I'd be like oh well you know Locke's hunting chief and they're trying to get to the bottom of what this message he just got from this person was and if that's not it great but that's what I mean to me the hunt the truth campaign still makes sense because I don't know I didn't listen to the podcast I haven't listened to car talk I haven't listened to hunt the truth podcast <laughs> I haven't listened to these other things you know yeah. what I mean or like really watch these old school trailers mm-hmm. and now to your point of should games slash movies or just games I guess show things that aren't in the game I wish more did I, I'm I me too I, I uncharted 3 was totally spoiled by a goddamn subway commercial like fuck that you know what I mean I would love to not know anything going into it because you know I knew I was gonna play Halo with Christine right like I know I'm gonna play uncharted uh, I don't think they need to be deceptive don't show me something like you're fighting 80 story tall enemies right and then you get in the game and you're always just fighting grunts or something you know what I mean mm-hmm. like if it's one for one but I, then again I'm still speaking to something I didn't see and don't understand but movies do it all the time where they show you not so much anymore I guess but in the old days I remember Varsity Blues in particular that you watch the trailer for Varsity Blues and there's a bunch of scenes of in that lines that and things that get aren't cut, in the movie at all. movies get edited and, and right. things like that happen but that's the problem when you're talking games about a game changed yeah. over time and all that and like that stuff totally makes sense and a lot of times it's just fun little easter eggy things where you're like oh like that's a different take of a line that they yeah, said yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But, like, with something like this, I think that this is a it's a bigger deal in the sense that, like, it's the, everything they've hyped up about the story is different. Really? It, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely from what I've played and what I've seen and, like, from reading this, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Now, having said all of that, I don't necessarily think this is such a bad thing because I agree with you. Like, I yeah. think as long as it's the thematic thing that needs to make sense, though. And the fact of, like, it, him being alone warrior thing and then him always having a team that's an issue you know like i think that if it, if the original thing had shown more of that team element stuff then this wouldn't be such a uh interesting a problem of a lie you yeah, know yeah. it'd be more of like a th- you just got more the marketing stuff was just more for you to enjoy yeah you know and like that's like the the transformers movies when they first announced them and stuff all the trailers weren't even the movies at all that was the point though it was just like getting people hyped for what I ended up, you know, disappointing everyone. But, yeah. like, at least the marketing was, it was marketing, you know? It was yeah. just get hyped for this thing. And How I, long ago was the dual execution Lone Wolf trailer thing? Less than a year. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, like, it's not that long ago. No, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, again, like, the the wandering thing, like, that was long enough ago that... Fuck it. Yeah, whatever. Like, okay. Just some CG um, thing in the desert. Got it. But anyways, I just think that the the... The idea of the lies and marketing. We were talking a couple days ago about the if Zelda wasn't on Wii U and just was on NX. I think this is a very similar thing. I feel like you were promising someone something yeah. by tantalizing them with it. Like, There's no difference to me between sh- watching these trailers and Nintendo showing Zelda and saying, hey, it's going to be on Wii U. My question is, what about, what, what, what's been the case in developer interviews and stuff? Have they made it sound like he was going to be alone at any point? 
No, I mean, and that, that's the thing is like then, you know, throughout the um, development of the game, when we do see things, he was always with the team okay. and stuff. Because so, I feel like that's that's the course I've been on where uh-huh. we've I've had him on up at noon. I've talked to him. They, I, they've been on our live shows or whatever. I forget which ones. And like I see the game and I always expect I always heard about, you know, it's Locks team versus Chiefs team. And this is what's happening. And we're trying to figure all this out. We're hunting them or whatever. So like the. Again, I, I don't know. I feel like we're hung up on this. Read more. What was? What else is? What's so mad? I feel like we're hung up on one trailer where they, there's an execution scene. Yeah, I mean that's the the biggest thing. Well, big deal. Um, I mean, I don't I don't want to read some of those because okay. it does get a little bit into okay. It gets into more spoilery spoilery stuff. Okay, okay, okay. But th- there's just some things based on like characterization of Locke and Chief and how they interact with each other mm-hmm. and it's just it's a delicate thing because I don't think there was a right answer. Like okay. I'm contradicting myself many times in this because. I'm saying like they're lying and that's bad, but also I think it's a good thing. I think it just needs to be a little bit as lo- it's the thematic thing. Going back to that, I mean, like I guess this would be the question of like if if everything if video game journalism and criticism and everything else was where it is right now, and Metal Gear Solid Two came out, would we would it be that Metal Gear would we put up an article that said Metal Gear Solid 2's ad campaign lied to you? Yeah, I mean, I think that is kind of uh, does that matter because that was an awesome twist, right? Like I don't, yeah, that's the whole thing. But I mean, so but that's and that's another problem is like. Another part of my topic is the reaction to this thing where like people are super upset that he's like doing this and saying this. It's like, I think and like, why didn't you wait to do this? I'm like, I think that it's, it needs to happen now. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like, what's the point of waiting for it? Like, don't sure. read it if you don't want to read it and stay, just stay away from it. But I think this is interesting. I think Mitch did something really cool of going back and finding all these things. And I don't think that like, even though lied to you sounds like a very negative thing. Like, I don't think he was just saying it's, it's different, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I think that's interesting to look back and see how the things have changed over time. Right. So, But lying comes with the connotation that they were trying to yep. deceive you, right? Like, I agree with you. If it was like, this is how it changed over time, then that's an innocuous, innocuous headline that you'd read and be like, okay, cool. That's all oh, interesting. And the game changed and developed and evolved, right? Yeah. But when you're trying to come up with a punchy headline that attracts people, you exactly. know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's, that's really what it is. And also, it, in the headline, it says opinion. It starts off with mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. which changes it even more, which just like, this is, he was disappointed. He did feel lied to. Okay, so Mitch, that's you his. Know? Those are his. Okay, yeah, and it's like, I, cool, you know. That's a yeah, no, fair, that's totally a val- fair thing. totally valid. No, I understand. It, it's one of those again. It. I wonder if the script was flipped and there was a new infamous game coming out, and I have been living and breathing it and into every fucking trailer, and I got the game, and it was all of a sudden that no, Cole's Cole is back, but he's got a team of conduits you have to be with at all times. Would I be like? Oh, like that's, yeah. I think know, that is a, yeah, a, a yeah. very valid thing. I mean, let's even with Metal Gear, like that's a like thinking back on how they would have handled that, and like if Metal Gear Two had come out in this day and age, there would be a million articles about that. Sure, talking about how you know this is like be they much, I think much angrier. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is fucking bullshit and whatever. Who's this whiny little bitch? But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Colin? I don't have an opinion on this. Okay, I mean, I, I, it's like whatever. Yeah, uh, is it is okay the, for marketing to do this? To show trailers that then don't have things in it. Yeah, I think so. I think I think the thing that seems to be lost on a lot of people is my assumption is that they've already talked about the next Halo game. So uh, my assumption is that this this saga will continue. I'm not going to play Halo if I have no interest in playing it at all. But my my assumption is that you know three four three is going to continue this series yeah. in perpetuity for a very long time, and that this story is not done yet. So I you know they might be setting the cadence. It's it, the, the it could be like the three you know the three arc you know having arcs in your story that you know setting it up and then you know having a crescendo and all that kind of stuff i mean it could just there could just be an intent for the next game to do to continue the story or make it a little more salient for people but i i yeah deceptive marketing is shitty but i'm not sure that 
Microsoft's intent was to deceive anyone either. So I think it's a it's a valid point to make, but you know, I don't I don't really have much of an opinion on it. I don't really care. It's it's um it wouldn't be the first time or the last time that a video game trailer it's like Fallout Four is being largely advertised with Pit Boy videos and live action trailers that are not gonna have anything to do Wait, the with game the doesn't game. Look like that? You know, like it's it's not that uncommon. Yeah. You know, so, and I'm excited that Fallout is being advertised in a way that doesn't show you anything in the game, and doesn't, and, an and, and it might tease things in the game. Oh, you have a dog, and you know, and you're shooting a super mutant and all that kind of stuff. But like, the context is for you to, you to make. So, you know, it doesn't have to be out of context stuff. Doesn't have to necessarily be negative, in my opinion. But it, I, it does. I do agree that it seems like people really don't like the campaign um, from what I've been reading in terms of the story. Um, I've read, you know, I've read that complaint quite a bit. People like multiplayer, and the game's getting great scores, so it can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like an eighty five, between an eighty five and a ninety. I think I'm Metacritic. I think it'll be just fine. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Last topic of the day, as always, brought to you by the Kind of Funny Forums. Go to kindoffunny.com/forums. Leave a topic for the show, and we'll read it, just like we're doing right now with Cr Stern. Hey, Tim, Colin, and Greg. Long time, first time. Colin frequently talks about how his favorite NES series, Mega Man, all feature perfect gameplay. Which games have near-perfect gameplay in your eyes? Are there modern games that approach NES pinnacle gameplay in your eyes as well? Mm. The only thing that jumps to my mind of perfect is Mario. The 2D Marios. Sure. Specifically the world previous. Anything that in the, in the, in the current world that approaches that? Like, you're talking about anything current games or any modern e-games. Well, just approach. going back to, to any games at all that all right. are perfect gameplay, I say Mario 1, Mario 3, Mario World. Mario World, yeah. Um, I mean, 2 two's great too, but like I, I think that 1, 3, and World stand on their own. Um, besides that, I don't know if there is anything that I'm like, this is this feels utterly perfect to me. Yeah. Um, especially when you get more modern I definitely can't think of any off the top of my head. The, the name that jumped to mind because it's recent and it's I don't it's it's a complicated question, right? Is anything ever perfect kind of thing? But like a near perfect gameplay loop of Metal Gear, Phantom Pain. The fact that like don't get me wrong, like you can get frustrated and not know what you're doing, da da da. But the way all the systems work together, like we always talk about, mm-hmm. right? And the 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 GMP and I want to build this and I want to play that. You know what I mean? The fact of like. What, it, what does perfect gameplay mean? I don't know, but it's the perfect gameplay in the way that I want to keep playing it over and over mm-hmm. and over again. There's always something new. There's always something Well, that's, that's, a, that's a loop, I think. Yeah, well, that's what I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, it's a <clears> gameplay <throat> loop. Uh, in terms of gameplay, I mean, it's games that have rules that are predictable. And, you know, I think, I think very deeply about, about gameplay, like gameplay, playing the game, the act of playing the game, which I think is, is lost on a lot of people today um, and is forgiven by a lot of people. It's the reason why I think Call of Duty is so good because it's good gameplay. You know, like the game plays very, very well. Um, series that come to mind, yeah, Mario. I think is a perfect example. I think even Castlevania one, two, and three um, have perfect, near perfect gameplay. Even though the games are stiff and heavy, that is the idea. So it, it, they're unforgiving. The rules are consistent, and you either learn how to play it or you don't. Um, and some people don't like the more clumsy feel of it compared to say Mega Man, which is fast. Um, but I really love the, 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 the stiff is used as a, a bad word and it, sh- it should, I think usually be used in that way when you're talking about gameplay, but the heaviness of the game, it feels like a Castlevania game. That's the way Castlevania feels. And then it really changed quite a bit with, you know, sim- you know, a game like Symphony of the Night, which had fast gameplay, but still fluid and perfect gameplay. Uh, Ninja Gaiden, uh, one, two and three, um, 
are up there with Mega Man to me in terms of gameplay. Those games are fast. Um, they they don't plot at all, jumping on walls and just running like the the. Think about it, people out there played the original Ninja Gaiden like that first stage when you're running to the bar. It's just perfect. Like it's it's you're just running, 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 slice, 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 jump, 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 jump. You know, like it's I don't know. Those games are really, really special in that regard. Um, modern games don't really nail gameplay the way they used to. I mean, that's just the nature of the way games are made now. So, so what what's funny about what you're saying is all those games are 2D platformers, mm-hmm. and like what I was talking about as well is 2D platformers, like. Are every is every other genre and like once you get to 3D is it just too complicated to have that perfect? No, know? because I, I talked about Call of Duty, which I think is is just in terms of shooters like unrivaled in the way it plays, and and so that's the that's the bar for you know whether it can get any better than that. I don't know I don't I don't make shooters, but that it, it can be done in other uh, other um, genres and other modes and other ways of looking at games. But I think that it it works in 2D so well because there's little else to rely on in those games to satiate the gamer which is why i think those games are so special and why that genre is so special and side scrollers will never disappear because they they just really do benefit the person that wants gameplay above all else um and gameplay is absolutely king so um that's why and, and I've, I've beaten the, the horse dead and why i'm so excited about matterfall and alienation from house markets because they make perfect gameplay games like they, they they do twin stick shooters and and they are games you play and master and get better at um so a game like resogun or dead nation even um these are you know dead nation is not only a game that is great to play but also has what greg was talking about which was a gameplay loop mm-hmm. which resogun also has which which is why housemark's one of the great developers because they really understand gameplay and that is a lost art mm-hmm. there's a lot of excuses made for a lot of games games i like um that um man this game's pretty the story's great look at these characters look at the environments oh the game but the gameplay so what i always talk about with assassin's creed assassin's creed would be a 10 and I, I'm not talking about the new one. I've not played Syndicate. I've not played Black Flag or, or any of these games in the last three years. But I'm talking about you know my experience with Assassin's Creed two and three specifically. If the if Assassin's Creed three played the way it looked, that would be maybe one of the best games of all time. You know what I mean? Well, I did, it, but it just doesn't. It's like man, this is a really great environment. Look at these environments. These people look so real, and the story is interesting, and the voice acting. It's so immersive. And then you move around, and it's like oh. They nailed. They didn't nail what matters most, which is playing the fucking game. And uh, it's not to say every game needs to be. We were talking about three fourths home, which is a game. You know, you might not even call it a game. And I, I don't. I don't. Maybe you shouldn't call it a video game. I don't know. It's a choose your own adventure game. You Interactive make choices. Experience. Yeah. So there's no gameplay in it at all, but it's great. And and Gone Home, I, I really loved as well. And that's like what people call a walking simulator. Just like you know, everybody's gone to the Rapture or um, you know, the Vanishing of. Ethan Carter so it doesn't it doesn't mean that games have to have gameplay it means that gameplay is usually the nugget of what makes a game worthwhile mm-hmm. um, and so we go back to games that made, had no excuses because that's all they had yeah, they didn't Tetris. have I want to give a shout out to Tetris dude te- mm. uh, you know you know what game that came to mind first straight up after that you mentioned Mega Man was Arkanoid mm. where like Arkanoid's fucking perfect what a gr- Arkanoid is in my mind a 10 like it's just a brick breaking game but it's a really good one it's yeah. it's it's not the first brick breaking game. It's just really good at what it does. And it does this one thing. And it's just addictive as fuck. Holy shit, that game's addictive. You know, so the very simple things like River Raid is one of my favorite Atari games. That game is very simple, um, but the gameplay's fun. Kung Fu on NES is just five levels over and over again, but it's awesome. You know, like so, and it's not because, wow, look at Mr. X is such a compelling fucking 
enemy or <laughs> you know there's like four different enemy types in the game it's not anything it's just like it's fun to play and they didn't have excuses back then they just didn't, they didn't have anything else to, to hide you know what made the game fun look at look at the order we talk about that game a lot the order is gorgeous i don't know if there's like any game on ps4 or very few games on ps4 that look better than that game but it doesn't it's just it's just a generic cover-based third-person shooter at the end of the day and that's what turned people off to it. It wasn't the way the game looked or the way the game sounded or the story. It was the way the game played. Um, so, man, gameplay is... We, we must lose sight of the fact that gameplay is just very, very important. And can modern games nail it? Yes. And do they? Yeah. Um, but, fuck, look at the games we love, like Fallout 3. Vats is there because the game sucks at gameplay. Yeah, like, like <laughs> Vats is an excuse for not being really able to poor first person shooter controls yeah. and and we let it go because everything else around it's so good but is the gameplay good in fallout 3 like gameplay mechanics are really good yeah. the rpg mechanics are awesome you know the story well, i would say i was cool. gonna say the rpg like the the tangential things are good i don't think the mechanics are good at all and that's well, kind i mean of, and that's I, the, when i'm talking mechanics i'm talking about for rpg mechanics i'm talking about leveling up you know yeah using all that's skill good points, that the loop stuff. yeah it's great but like and fallout one of my fallout 3 in new vegas i love i adore those games but man they're like not good. like if you just played them in a vacuum if you're just like if you if you made fallout 3 if you removed all of the elements all of the story and made a corridor in front of them like kill zone for instance mm-hmm. and i like, play no it would be awful it'd be <laughs> fucking awful you know so that's why i'm excited about fallout 4 because i want to see how it feels right and they talk about bringing it in and all this stuff like ooh, okay like can you imagine <laughs> that's why far cry is so great ooh, don't you know? get me excited i just not right now i want to just keep thinking it's just a fancier version of fallout 3 so when I get it and it's not, I can be fucking amazed. That's why I, I'm telling you, man, that's why Far Cry is so great. And that's why I think Dying Light's great, too, is because it's like, wow, it's this open world. We have expectations that everything suffers in an open world, right? right. Like, just design-wise, everything suffers. Like, the gameplay is almost the last thing that matters in these games. Look at Assassin's Creed. And Far Cry, you know, especially Far Cry, I think, 3 and Far Cry 4 came out. And we're just like, well, this is a, soup, this is a, a shooter that is better than 90% of the shooters on the market. And this is an open world game that's better than 90% of the open world games on the market. And it was a few a, a perfect fusion. So much like maybe even Crisis 1 was another example of that. Like a competent shooter in an open world. I really like the original Crisis for that. It's the same reason. So, I don't know. We can go on. I love talking about gameplay, man. Yeah. Like, I, I love talking about mechanics. And, and uh, oof. Go play Rosegun. <laughs> Jason A. asks, hey, guys, do you think there'll ever be a successful PC console in the vein of the Steam Box? On the surface, it seems like a great idea, the 30-year library and the power of PC mixed with the affordability and big screen of a console. But in practice, it just hasn't worked out yet. Thanks, guys. Your content is 100% brick. No, there won't be. Uh, and for my, my money, I think Steambox was the chance. Mm-hmm. It was the chance for Valve to say, hey, everybody, we have something that's amazing here. PC gaming is amazing. Steam is amazing. Everything's cheaper. Everything's cooler here. Here is the Steambox. You can get this. You can play 90% of the games. And if you get to something else, we will sell cards that we it will tell you what you need and where to get it and how to get it. This is the answer. And instead they said, here's a controller. Everyone make a Steam box. Here's computers in a different format. And it was a million Steam boxes, and it's the same cumbersome, confusing experience that I don't want to invest time in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone needs to get it together, and they were the ones. They're the biggest. They're the ones everybody believes in. They could easily come out. And I know it's that they don't want it. They, didn't, they don't want to get in the console. They don't, there's no reason for them to get into the manufacturing of hardware. They can just sit there and keep making Steam and make money hand over fist and never have to make uh, Half-Life Episode 3. But if they would have done it, they were the people to do it and show it and make everyone believe in it. And they didn't. They left it open. And that's why nobody has a Steam box. Nobody cares. It, is it going to happen now or in the near future? No. Is it going to happen at some point? It's a far conclusion it's going to happen. 
the in my opinion. So I, I disagree with Greg in, in, in certainly saying like no at all. I think it's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's totally. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it's to hit okay. you. I'm mad at you, but I didn't mean to hit you. It's okay. Uh, it's. I think it's inevitable that that they do it, and that's not, not and they just whoever. It, it's. I agree that Steam and and uh, you know Valve really blew it. Uh, with Steambox, I think they absolutely did, but I don't think they they look at it like that. I just don't think they care. Exactly. No, um, no. it's but them failing us. It's someone not. is going to come along, and they are going to care. Um, because to the point, like there is a wealth of games spanning since the late seventies, really, that can be played on the same sort of. I don't want to say architecture because that's 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 not necessarily true, but you can play like the the. The way we play a game like Oregon Trail is the way we play a game like Dota 2, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a computer and a monitor and a mouse or a keyboard or something like that. So in other words, this whole legacy, this lineage of of PC gaming is certainly going to be unified in some sort of way in some sort of box at some point in the in, in the future. I, I, see, I, the future, I, can't, ima- I can't imagine that that's not going to happen. The future I see is that yeah, no one will ever get it together, no one will ever be big enough. And so what'll happen is yeah, when consoles do die out or whatever and there is no more set top boxes and whatever, however the fuck it all comes down is, it'll be that you have to suck it up and get a PC and figure it out or whatever the new machine is or TV is or mm-hmm. dongle you plug in the, you know what I mean? Like we always talk about one day there not being a console future or whatever. I don't think it'll be though that we're going to one one purpose one group that has it figured out in this one box. And I will say to the no console future again, like not anytime soon. Nope. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. If this is necessarily going to be the last generation of consoles. No way. Not a chance in hell. This is the last generation of consoles. We were all so wrong about that. Two, three <laughs> years ago, four years ago. Now. Final question of the day. Uh, Amaze Hobbs says Amaze in the past, you guys have talked about YouTube trying to take down Twitch using its new YouTube gaming service with the introduction of YouTube bread, which will, which will require content creators to pay a fee of nine ninety nine to keep their videos public. How do you guys think this will affect smaller channels that provide video game related content? There's a lot of things that are wrong with what you just said. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> so we don't pay anything. But I think this is like a, an important question to talk about because there's a lot of people not understanding what this service is and the difference between YouTube Gaming and YouTube Red and YouTube. Yeah, YouTube Gaming is just a different way to look at at YouTube and everything we talked about pre it coming out about. It versus Twitch, they're not competitors in that way. It's just YouTube is a competitor to Twitch. YouTube gaming is just a different lens to put over YouTube to to look at channels in a more video game focused way. Like if you go to gaming.kindoffunny.com, it'll work. Same thing for gaming.kindoffunnygames. Same thing for gaming.epicmealtime.com. Like, doesn't matter what the YouTube channel is. It just puts the skins is. in. It, it skins just makes in. it look video gamey yeah. and has different like chat windows and stuff and makes it seem more like people um, how they consume video game content. So I think people get really confused about that. In addition to that, one day they will have features Twitch has like paying for subscriptions and paying for um, uh, emotes or right, being right, able right. to use all that stuff. Cool. Until that day comes, it's not even worth time out because we don't know what they're going to do. This YouTube bread thing, the, there's so much people that are confused about... So you're going to need to pay to be able to have to make money off your videos? No. Just if you don't, you're, the only way your videos are private is if you don't accept the new terms of service. And that's just because YouTube's like, this is, how, this is what we're doing. Deal with it or get the fuck off. Yeah. And um, we'll see how this all shakes out. Like, I don't want to put my foot down and say, I believe this is going to be good for people. But right now, I think that it is. I think that overall, this is going to benefit content creators. And I think content creators are getting a little upset about it right now. But it's gonna. We're now getting paid off watch time instead of views, which should benefit the smaller channels even more. 
because if you have a smaller audience that's really dedicated yep. and watches your entire video. You put up a 30-minute thing about how to get this trophy in this game and only 300 people watch it. Well, those 300 views would have been nothing before, but the fact that we're all coming and staying until the 30-minute mark when we get the trophy. Yeah, and we don't know what that payment plan looks like, and we don't know whatever. It's a million so, dollars a minute. But, but that's the thing is, I, I you know, I don't want to say that it's better because sure. I don't know, but I do think that there's potential for it to be better for smaller channels, specifically for channels like us who don't have a million subscribers, but have, you know, a lot of really hardcore motherfuckers that watch these podcasts that we do. Like that's going to be great for us. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. And again, that's only the people that are paying for YouTube red. We'll see how much this even gets adopted. Yeah. Like yeah. if only a hundred people do this, that means it only affects a hundred people. The rest of people are getting ads like they always have. Yep. So. We'll see how that all goes. You guys have any thoughts on that? You nailed it. Cool. Uh, that topic brought to you by Loot Crate. Would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or a pop culture nerd? Then Loot Crate is the subscription box for you. Loot Crate's a subscription box service with $40 worth of geek, gamer, pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. Make sure to head to LootCrate.com slash KFGames and enter code KFGames to save $3 on any new subscription. Every month there's a different theme. They're all a whole bunch of stuff that you love. This month, they're bringing you a fight for the ages. Suit up, choose your alleys, and enter the arena for combat. They're ready to stand their ground this month with exclusive items from Blizzard, Fallout 4, Capcom, sponsor-worthy loot from the Hunger Games, as well as a few more items that will help their winners emerge victorious. Whether you're risking your life in battle or taking no prisoners in the wasteland, our loot will be at your side to keep things interesting. Basically, Loot Crate's like a friend that knows exactly what you want, gives you presents every month, and it's a beautiful thing. Did we mention they shipped to over 13 different countries? We didn't, but now we did. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when that cutoff happens, that's it. It's over, Jack. Yeah. So go to LootCrate.com slash KFGames and enter code KFGames to save $3 on your new subscription today. Thank you guys for joining me for this ridiculous trip of a games cast that was... Way more complicated than I think any people will ever know based on production. It wasn't that bad. And I want to thank you both for spending your weekend with me this weekend doing Extra Life. Kindoffunny.com slash Extra Life. We're playing video games for 24 hours. Saturday, November 7th. So no matter when you're hearing this, it's soon. Come watch, donate, help a good cause. We got some good shit planned. It's going to be fun. Definitely do that. Thank you so much for everything. Leave some comments below letting us know what you think about all this stuff. Until next time, I love you.